is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, The Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, The Advocates. And I'll tell you, car accidents, motorcycle accidents, any of those, you really should talk to an attorney. Your insurance company has thousands of attorneys on staff. Why don't you have your own for free? You never, ever reach into your pocket so you don't pay The Advocates unless and until they win your case at theadvocates.com. Um, hi, Jake. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Already uh, off to an exciting start today. Callum Von Moger, the uh, bodybuilding legend, was in studio this morning. If you follow me on uh, Insta, Talk, Twitch, Facebook, t- Tweet, and X, uh, you've already seen highlights of it. Uh, follow me on Instagram and TikTok, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. He was great. Uh, we'll have a full interview package for you right here on our YouTube channel coming up by the end of the week. But Callum Von Moger was spectacular. Thanks to our friends at Bucked Up uh, for bringing Callum out. Always good to hear somebody's story of overcoming adversity. Yes. It fires me up when when somebody doesn't quit or give up on something. Like It's a really good story. So go watch it on my uh, Instagram and TikTok, The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. We start with Florida State. The Seminoles make a statement today. And... I don't know. Do I undervalue Florida State? I'm open to the idea that I undervalue Florida State. And I'm trying to, what's the right way to say this? Not care, because obviously I care about Florida State. Right. I'm trying to give a damn about anything any of them say. Yeah, you know, I think the tough part with Florida State is that you know, they're they're one of these brands that obviously they're a strong brand. I, I Like, I don't doubt that. I don't dispute that. Like, I don't think that's really in question. But I think the issue has just been performance. Like, you know, obviously, you know, YouTube sends us all the comments, you know, from from all the people after hours who listen to the show. And people were all pissed off when I said that, you know, Florida State, you know, isn't really as big a brand as a lot of the other SEC teams that they're trying to be. And and for me, like, uh, Florida State fans are always going to argue, as you would expect, that their team and their school is a really valuable product to these other conferences. I'm not disputing that they're a valuable product to another conference, but what I am disputing is the idea that they can just weasel their way out of their grants of rights because I think the you know the more days that pass, the more I see uh, the same behavior out of Florida State, but I don't see any change in the grant of rights, which obviously isn't going to change, right? There's no getting around the $120 million exit fee, which, by the way, even if you paid that, that wouldn't give you the ability to grant your rights to a new conference. You would just be out of the ACC. So, So that's why I say with this Florida State situation... My take has always been you can bark as loud as you want to bark. You're welcome to. Please make as much noise as possible. But that's not going to give you more options when it comes to leaving the conference. Yeah, and I think uh, I, I want to play this bite from Florida State President Richard McCullough. And, and 
Listen, I, I understand that Florida State is Florida State's a brand. I, I don't think anybody's trying to fly, uh, spite Florida State or um, slight them for what they've done. I, I don't think anybody is saying that Florida State is not a meaningful brand. None of that. My biggest issue with Florida State is Florida State's a pain in the ass, right? Like, a, I think we can all agree on that. Florida State mm-hmm. is... And I, I, one of my favorite phrases is, is the juice worth the squeeze, right? One of my favorite Sean Crespin sayings ever. Thanks. The answer on Florida State is maybe. Because you have a lot of people who have them as a top 10 team this year. I'm not ready to say that yet. That's great. You're going to win a football game. But until Mike Norvell proves to me that he is a power five football coach at a very high level, I'm not buying this at all. And I'm telling you again that Florida State continues to be that partner of yours that you dread when the phone rings or you get a text message and you see their name. That's who Florida State is in this in this conference. And when you listen to, to President McCullough from Florida State talk about this, ask yourself this question. Who is willing to accept Florida State? Because as I told you last week, our sources have told us the SEC is a hard no. Right. You understand that because of Florida. The Big 12 is far more interested in North Carolina than they are in Florida State. And I do not believe that the Big 12 is an option. So where on earth are they going to go? Here is Florida State President McCullough. I believe that FSU um, will have to, at some point, uh, consider very seriously uh, leaving the ACC unless there were uh, a radical change to the revenue distribution. I don't think this is anything that anybody hasn't necessarily thought of, <clears throat> uh, but I wanted to uh, make uh, make that statement to the board. <laughs> I, if, or what? Yeah. Unless... They give us more money. We're going to where? Do what? Where are you going to go? Because you're not going to the Big Ten, at least not now. The Big Ten, as we've reported for months on this show, very clearly is interested in Notre Dame. We heard last week, um, or I guess it's two weeks ago now when the Oregon-Washington story broke, mm-hmm. that the Big Ten did not want to go to 20 with Stanford and Cal because they were holding out hope of adding Notre Dame and North Carolina to be 19 and 20. Yeah. So you're not going to the Big Ten. Florida is cock-blocking you in the SEC. So please do tell friends, where are you going to go? Because your only other route is the Big 12. And Jake, I just don't see Florida State as a fit in the Big 12. No, I don't think they're a fit in the Big 12. And, and, and it would be one thing if you were if you were dominating the ACC like Clemson was or has been. Right. I mean, if you were the best team and you were just so far and away better than any other brand, that would be one thing. But I, I, you're not. And I look at Florida State and I think it's just hard when you're trying to do what they're trying to do and you don't really have a leg to stand on. Yes. Does your branding and does your your revenue generation at your university rock? Yes, it does. You're really good. You set, you know, you sell the football stadium like you're doing great things, no doubt. But I think when we talk about these bigger picture moves, uh, you know, f- uh, especially for Power Five brands that, in in at least recent memory, relatively recent memory with Jimbo, have been 
you know, somewhat successful. Like, I, I think you have to understand that winning does, in fact, matter. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, like yesterday on the program, talking about Boise State and SMU yeah. or, like, some of these G5s. Like, dude, when we're talking about G5s, like, winning doesn't necessarily matter as much. It's more about education status and all this other stuff. But but when you're trying to play with the big boys in the Big Ten and the SEC, because I completely agree, you're not a fit in the Big 12. So where are you going to go? And my point still remains, maybe instead of leaving the conference or trying to leave the conference, maybe the point should be, hey, how can we renegotiate? Or if we can't do anything, let's take the Brett Yormark approach. Let's talk about how we can make more money with the options we do already have. Yeah, and, and I, I will again just say I, I'm not buying for a second that Florida State has all this mythical value. And again... If you look at Stanford, because Stanford is clearly the crown jewel of the remaining four, Stanford makes sense to the ACC. Cal does not. And Stanford only makes sense because of the hundred gazillion dollar, quite literally, a, I believe it's a billion dollar sports endowment that Stanford has, which means they have a pot of money that's at least a billion dollars to pay for sports. That's the only reason they're a fit. Are they geographically a fit? Absolutely not. Are they philosophically a fit with the ACC? Absolutely not. So please don't try to sell me on this bill of goods that somehow Florida State has all this influence. And can we now stop saying, oh, the grant of rights, the lawyers are all over this thing. They're, you're not getting out of the grant of rights. Yeah, where were all the loopholes you guys allegedly had found? Because that's all what of we the, heard. All of the ACC fans that came in last week and said, oh, there's loopholes and your mom's <laughs> cousins, brothers, friends, former bosses, wife's best honor guard guy at her wedding delivered a pizza to the Bob Bullsby family farm one day. That creates, like, that's the level um, that this is getting to now. There's somehow a uh, it's some litany of conspiracy theories that are going to end the grant of rights in the ACC. It's not happening. Yeah, you're not paying 120 million to get out, and then on top of that, oh by the way, you still don't get your TV rights. So what what is your 120 million really getting you? Nothing. Well, nobody talks about the fact that you signed an extension, right? Like everyone seems to forget about this. Everyone thinks that hey, dude, the ACC. You know, when they initially signed this new grant of rights, yeah, they signed a 13-year deal. That's not what happened. You signed a deal through 2031, and then you signed another deal through 2036. You signed an extension to lengthen this thing out. So that's why I say the ever. I, I feel like a lot of ACC fans want to try to, you know, compare the ACC situation oh, to what was no doubt. the Pac-12 situation. No doubt. And, what the, I, and again, I know I'm not reinventing the wheel, but... The difference is the Pac-12 schools were free agents. The Pac-12 schools were out of their grants of rights. So there was pressure to find, you know, some sort of solution. You're just out here being upset that 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 you're in a, a grant of rights that really is not that crappy. Like, yeah, it could be better, but it's not like the end of the world bad. And you're just out here trying to cause a fuss. And that's, I think that's you, the issue. Because you're clearly not getting the money, and maybe from a San Diego State perspective, you're not getting the pro rata you believe you deserve. Uh -huh. Yeah. You're not making the money in the Big Ten. You're not making the money in the Big 12 now. Uh, you're really not making that money in the SEC, who I think is going to get a $75 million payout. Mm -hmm. I, I think you're stuck in the ACC, and that's just the, the bottom line. But when I look at this, this 
this situation in college football, I still think the the biggest question is what will Stanford do? Mm-hmm. Because there's all kinds of rumors out there about, you know, the AAC and the Mountain West and that, you know, Oliver Locke, the new consultant of the Pac-4, is going to meet with the the AAC. That's all well and good. Go get it, big boy. Mm-hmm. But this doesn't change the fact that a merger between the, the AAC and the remaining Pac-4 doesn't make a lot of sense. And it's not worth the $3 million more in TV money that you're getting from the AAC who gets $7 million a year versus the Mountain West $4 million a year. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense to spend that money and travel to Tulane several times a year or it just doesn't make a lot of sense. So all of these people that are out there saying that Oliver Luck is going to save UTSA and they're going to save SMU and Tulane, that might be absolutely true. But the only way that happens is if the AAC and the Mountain West and the Pac-4 merge, and I don't think that's a possibility. No. And again, I'm just asking the same question on this situation that I am asking of Florida State. Where's the money coming from? Where's the money coming from? Because even if you are the Mountain West and the Pac-4 merge, you're going to have to go back to Fox and CBS, and you're probably going to have to ask for between six and ten million dollars for the new schools so that everybody gets their money. That doesn't seem very likely. Does that seem likely that Fox and CBS Sports, and it's not even CBS Sports, it's CBS Sports Network, is going to kick down? $40 million to bring in Oregon State, uh, Washington State, Stanford, and Cal? That doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, no. There's not a clear, easy move. What is clear here is what DB, uh, Dennis Dodd said today at CBS, and that is you're taking a write-down. These four schools left in the Pac-12 are going to take a loss on TV money, and they are going to bite the bullet for the next three years in the Mountain West. Yep. I continue to hear from the people we talk to in television that that is the likely scenario unless you are able to pull off some kind of major merger and it does not look like they're going to be able to do that. Yeah, and and that's why I say, like, I understand the concept that Florida State's running out there overall, right? Like, hey, we're not making enough money, you know, uh, just generally speaking. Now, I disagree with the idea that, you know, hey, like, we bring in all this extra money. We're better than you guys. Okay, cool. Florida State can run that out there. Great. Show me some measurements. Show me some actual facts behind that. But I think the other side of the grants of rights is what you were just saying. Hey, it doesn't make a lot of sense for these the Pac-4 schools to fly across the country for, you know, that amount of money. Three million bucks. Yeah, like, that's not that's not going to work. So I, I just, I, I yeah, I, I think if you're... Honestly, if you're a Pac-4 school right now, I think there is a lot of credence to saying, okay, we need to buy ourselves more time, We, which yes. which is which is to say, okay, let's get some reliability, let's take the write down, but then let's keep working on this issue because I don't think it's unsolvable. I just think it takes a lot more time. I mean, we've seen, we've seen how this situation evolved. Like if we go back, you know, even a year, from what the conversation was in the Pac-12 to what it is today, you can see how quickly things change. So, you know, what what happens two, two years from now? What happens three years from now? What opportunity might be left for some of these schools? So that's why I think it's smart to just take the reliable option and go to the Mountain West. But I also think it doesn't make a lot of sense. And 
I have not been able to get a straight answer on who Oliver Luck works for. You know, I've asked 10 people, and I have not gotten a straight answer who's cutting him checks. Because why would Stanford hire Oliver Luck to consult them? What is he, is he acting as a liaison? Does Stanford need a liaison? I mean, maybe Cal does. That's a very poorly run educational system there in the the great state of California. It's very, right. very poorly run. We've seen that. Yeah. I, 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 does he work for, is Oregon State paying Oliver Luck? Okay, I could see that. Washington State, although I think Kirk Schultz is arrogant and believes that he's a deal maker, the, uh, the president at Washington State, Kirk Schultz, I could kind of see that. Under no circumstance can I see Stanford or the Pac-12 conference paying Oliver Luck for anything. You're already paying a commissioner. Why would why would the Pac-12 conference hire Oliver Luck? Mm-hmm. I don't believe that's the case. And I said that the other day, and everybody I know freaked out and told me I was a, an idiot. I don't believe for a second that Oliver Luck works for the Pac-12, and I don't believe for a second that Stanford is paying a consultant to tell them where they should go or try to pave a road for them to get there. I, I just don't. Stanford can go pretty much wherever it wants. I, I, I truly believe that if it is today that Stanford on their own can get into the ACC. I don't believe that Cal is appealing to the ACC. I think it is described to us on a regular basis as one of the most poorly run institutions in all of major college. Because it's garbage. Cal is not attractive to the ACC. Yeah, for good reason. For good reason. Stanford doesn't need help. So this Oliver Luck thing, and I see all the comments today already about Oliver Luck. Oliver Luck, I'm telling you, let's wait and find out. I, I, I And I'm out on a limb here because nobody's told me this, but I don't believe for a second he works for the Pac-12. Well, and I think that... I don't. Yeah, I just don't know why, if you're the Pac-12, right, Pac-4... Why? Why you? Why you would bring him in? I mean, again, this is unfortunately this is just one of those situations where a consultant, in my opinion, in this particular situation, isn't going to be able to tell you something that you can't see or don't know. I mean, that's precisely the point of a consultant. Hey, I don't know much about this topic, and it's affecting my bottom line. Can you come in and help us? You know, figure out what we can do about it. I mean, that's why you would bring a consultant in. But it's a pretty straightforward proposition. It, like if you're Stanford, hey, unfortunately, Stanford can't go somewhere on their own because then that brings uneven uh, an uneven number to other conferences on the football field, which is not going to work. So unfortunately for Stanford, they do need a dance partner here. And I don't know who that dance partner is. So could... I'm pretty certain it's not Oliver Luck. Well, I... I... I agree with you. It's very difficult to create an unbalanced conference. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah. I. The answer is to merge with the Mountain West. Yeah. Well, and that's why I say I, you just need more time. You need if, – if you said to me, okay, Stanford brought in Oliver Luck, as an example. Stanford wants to bring in Oliver Luck or brought in Oliver Luck to do the the yeoman's work on this, to, to do all the digging, to have all the conversations, to dig up all the information on – on what are all the possibilities of another school that we could partner with to get to the ACC. So I got to talk to the ACC. Then I got to go talk to 10 schools. Then I got to come back to you guys. Like, dude, there's a lot of legwork. By the way, you still got to run Stanford. Like, 
there's still the business of billion dollar and educational funds. And let's stuff. not forget that Mark Tessier Levine is stepping down as president of Stanford because of this fraud situation. Yeah, you got that too. So you have a change in leadership there. I just don't buy it for a second. Everybody's on this train that Oliver Locke works for the Pac-12. I, I have not they heard are. that one time. Well, seriously. You, you and, and I know a lot of people keep running that out there. I haven't heard that one time. Yeah. Not one time. So I, I think we tend to get ahead of ourselves and we get excited and, hey, everybody wants everything and I know this guy's going here and exercise caution. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody knows anything. Honest to goodness. And I know that Oliver Luck has a tremendous track record as an administrator in college athletics and a deal maker and a broker. I, I completely understand that. I don't believe that he represents the Pac-12. No. And until somebody shows me that, I am going to stay because I, and the reason that you should care about that is there is this belief that these four schools are a package deal and they're not. No. They are not. And there's a narrative out there, mainly by Oregon State fans, that, oh, we, we're important and we are the, we are the tool and we are the, the value proposition. <laughs> hey, you're not. And I, 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 you know on this show I have a lot of respect for Oregon State. Yeah, Stanford will leave your ass in a hole on the side of the road today for an invitation to the ACC. Yeah. You're not – these four teams are not a package deal. I don't. I don't even believe that Stanford and Cal are a package deal. Well, it's a cute little. It's a cute little Cinderella story, right? Oh, the four it remaining. Is. Who, it is. And, and this is what I said. And I, and, and I know we had uh, our disagreements on this last week on the program, but like I've never been comfortable with idea, this idea of hey, these four schools that you know got left behind by their conference, you know, members, and and now they're banding together and they're gonna find their way to survival. What is this Hollywood? No, it's not, dude. These schools. What is this? To, Finding Nemo yeah, in the dude, East is, Australian yeah, current? Dude, yeah, bro. Like, where's Dory at? Right? Like, come on, dude. Like, this is that's not what this is. This is everybody's out for themselves, and you have two years under the Pac-12 umbrella, if you will. And so that's why I say, like, I think it's a great question. Who the hell does dude work for? Because he definitely doesn't, in my opinion, work for the conference. There's no way. Why would anybody hire a guy you're ramping, at the conference level? You're ramping down yeah. right now. Yeah. You're, you're losing money. You're ramping down. You're trying to facilitate. Like, I mean, are you really telling me the Pac-12 brings in a guy like Oliver Luck because they truly, in their heart of hearts, believe they can go out and find four schools that keep them at a Power 5 level? No, wouldn't you bring him in because you don't believe in George Klyovkov? That's the message you would be sending guess, yeah. if you're cutting a check to Oliver Luck. And maybe you should be. I don't know. And allegedly, and again, allegedly, right? You know, George is not involved anymore in decision-making process. He's essentially doing, you know, secretary work. He's he's just running day-to-day -day operations, you know, just making sure the car goes straight until they figure out where to turn left. Right? Yeah. Like, that's all he's doing. So, yeah, maybe they did. But I just... I, I, who, I don't buy it. Who in their right mind? What school... Probably on the West Coast, maybe Central Central Time Zone, potentially. What school in that portion of the country is going to say, yep, I want to go and join those four schools and leave my current situation? Because I don't, I don't even, even the desperation of SMU, I don't think wants to join that situation. No, I would, uh, I would agree with that. I just think it's, I think, yeah. The whole thing is, it, it's, it's ugly. It's, it's ugly, and I, I don't know how you fix this if you're Stanford. 
because I, I think they are the they are the big problem child here. Because Stanford, and I know you hate when I say this, Jake, but Stanford deserves better. Stanford deserves better. Well, I agree that, listen, I agree that Stanford does deserve better than they got here. But I, I, I think that the, the hard part is that, yes, Stanford has a ton of value. Yes, you always hear people say they have one of the best athletic departments in the country. That is true. That, that is a fact. It's That's not in question. True. It's not in question. The problem for Stanford is they just don't make money in football and basketball. And so when you get into TV conversations. But wait, there's a diff. They don't win games. They don't win which games. In which, so you're saying they do make money in TV? They they make well, or in football and basketball. I mean, yeah, uh, to the extent that there's gate, there's ticket sales, there's concessions, there's now. Are they going to the tournament? Not lately. Are they going to the college football playoff? Not certainly not. Yeah, my point was just going to be that you don't make enough money to a conference, or you you don't have a big enough splash in the pool, if you will. To, to be attractive to other conferences and, by extension, their current TV partners. That's why you're in this situation. Yeah, I don't I, – I, and that's why I was hesitant to bring it up. I totally disagree with you. I think Stanford is incredibly attractive. Cal is is the ugly sister here with all the warts on her face. Yeah, I, I, I just think that's – Cal's not even a conversation. Nobody's but, taking Cal. But, but again, Stanford's if, a if you're the ACC, yeah. are you willing to, to, to deal with Cal – I don't think they are. I, I Again, I think adding Stanford and Cal makes almost no sense for the ACC. Mm-hmm. It, it, the travel alone and the, the, it, the cost, the scheduling, the workaround, there is no other West Coast schools to add. There, there's no travel partners to be had. You're, you're, you're leaving two on an island out there, mm-hmm. and it doesn't make a lot of sense. So... But damn, dude, you can't tell me they wouldn't invite Stanford on their own today if they could. Because I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I don't believe that they would. would. But I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know why it's, yeah. I, I don't know why it's hard to understand that. That, hey, yeah, you have a great athletic department, but you haven't done enough. Did a tree fall on you or something? Is that why you hate Stanford? I don't hate Stanford. Like, did, did, I'm, it, just, was I'm it, just simply laying out the bet that they've made for themselves here. Was it that they turned you down you're like the one 17 said, times when you hey, tried to get in? You're the one who said last week, hey, it's a choice. They've chosen academics. Is Great. it because they addressed, they addressed a letter to you that said, hey, stupid, on the front hey of the envelope? Is that why you don't like Stanford? Yeah, probably, right? They're the academia. I'm the idiot over here, right? Like, that's, you know. Here I am. It's just you. you. Yeah. I, Stanford, I am indifferent on Stanford. It's not like Florida State who's now pissing me off, right? Like, it, Stanford, how do you hate trees? I don't you hate can, trees. You don't hate trees, but you, you're like, well, you know, dude, they don't win games. They don't. They don't make money. They and don't. And their cheerleaders are, you know, they're, they're, they throw shot put. Their yeah, cheerleaders throw shot put. That's just what it is. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why you're still, like, down on Stanford. I'm not down on them. I'm just saying, dude, there's no – dude, there's – you. if you want to sell yourself a story about how, hey, Stanford's a great institution, great academia, great athletic department, I agree with all that. Where we part company is uh, I think there is much more weight in the conversation on the fact that Whoa. you're terrible on the football field, you're terrible on the basketball court, and I don't care if that was a choice. TV partners don't <laughs> care if that was a choice. That's where you're at right now, man. Who hurt you, Jake? Who Stanford did. They let me down. Oregon at Texas Tech coming up on September 9th. That's just three weeks away in good old Lubbock. Pew, pew. 
Who wants to go see him? I've got a pair of tickets for you. Pew, pew. Love all my Texas Tech fans. What's up, Lubbock? What's up, Raider Nation? Good to see all of you. You want to go see your beloved against Oregon? Come on now. Where you at, Austin? Where you at, Dallas? Where? Oh, excuse me. Where you at, Tarrant County? Tarrant County. Tarrant County. Tarrant County. Where are you, Houston? Where are you, Waco? San Antonio? Uh, th- th- I'm, that's it. That's all the towns I've got. But what you need to do is get some bucked up like we do here on the Monty Show. Bucked up. This is the Monty Wow. Whoa. See, the buckshot's out of control now. <laughs> there you go. I, I do that every day. I've never bounced it before. I, know that I, I, bounce, it off the, I bounce it off the table. Uh, let's get back on track. Buckshot. Uh, the official uh, energy supplement if you will high powered energy shot of bucked up energy i'll tell you we had the ceo of bucked up in here today ryan gardner and he's just he is phenomenal and when you're around people that are that quality who back things like hey we want to hey ryan we want to give you know our our viewers some tickets to see oregon and texas tech yeah great let's do it all on board because you guys support the show by getting bucked up that means you support Bucked Up, so Ryan supports us. It makes the world go round, baby. Thanks. Let's do this thing. All you have to do is interact with Bucked Up, do what we're doing right now, get a buckshot out of the fridge. It's cold. It's ready to go. Cheers to you, friends. Hell yeah, locked and loaded for another two and a half hours. Thanks to our friends at Bucked Up. Buckshot's phenomenal. Don't take my word for it. Get to buckedup.com right now. Use the promo code MONTY20 to get 20% off your purchase at checkout. You guys, it makes a huge difference. It gives you a mental lift. And I was telling I was telling Ryan, the, the CEO at, at Bucked Up today, I say it every day on this show. It's a good product that does what it says it's going to do. Because yes. they use quality ingredients. They research. They do R&D like... I'm telling you guys, it's a great company. Hook it up, buckedup.com. Tag us in a picture. If you get a buck shot like this, take a picture of it. Tag us on Twitter or Instagram, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. You get a bucked up energy drink, tag us on Twitter or Instagram, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. You're entered to win the tickets. We will be giving them away on Friday at 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern. Right here on the Monty Show. Without further ado, let's get your thoughts in here. Right now on the show, Domer Wap apparently has an issue with you, Jake. Oh. Can someone get Jake a booster seat? I thought you raised your chair. I did raise it, and we are even. You don't you don't look that take is played, Domer. You know. You don't you don't look lower than me. Why? It's it's fine. Um, let's see. Cleveland Rocks, first one in today. Will you please give us more clarity? What's going on at Iowa State? Jesus, with Iowa State. <clears throat> I, 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 am, I am beyond blown away by this story at Iowa State. Mm-hmm. NCAA going to punish the Cyclones. Also, want NFL teams? what NFL teams will make the playoffs? Football, 50 in 20 minutes. You guys. Iowa State and Iowa have about 786 football players on suspension right now for gambling. (laughs) 
And granted, I understand some of, <coughs> excuse me, some of this was previous. It's not like this happened two weeks ago. But at this point, are we not messaging kids when they come in for acclimation meetings or, you know, whatever you want to call it, where you have a, and I can't think of the word, where you're, you're, you know, you're new at a college, so they take you around and... Eh, Like campus tours, onboarding. Yeah, onboarding, whatever, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, onboarding. You bring a kid in, he's an athlete. Are you really telling me he doesn't sign a piece of paper? That says, hey, here are the gambling guidelines. You know. And are you really telling me at any major university in this country the gambling guideline isn't you can't gamble on anything at all, anywhere, no matter when or what? That's out of the window. While you are on scholarship at Iowa State, you are forbidden from gambling on college or professional sports. You are forbidden from playing fantasy sports. You are for like you're a college football player. With an NFL prospect, like good football players, NFL players getting run because they got caught gambling, placing bets at the team facility in some cases. It blows me away. It absolutely blows me away that we are not doing a better job talking to these kids about it. I don't think there is a rule in place to punish the school. I believe that the kids are the ones that are going to take the downfall for this. Yes, they should. We're all adults. You want to be treated like an adult? Hey, great. Let's do it. You gambled, you're out. If you get caught gambling as a college athlete, I believe you should lose your scholarship instantly. I just thought that you would appreciate me treating you like an adult. I don't think this is too harsh. It's ridiculous at this point. And you know for a fact there are kids and professional athletes Baseball, football, hockey, it doesn't matter. Look at the idiot baseball coach at Alabama. Roll Tad. Had a contact in the sports book in Cincinnati. Roll Tad. Like, you're dumb. Yeah. You should never work in, in athletics again. Well, and, you know, the the thing that really speaks to me is the volume of people doing this, right? Like, obviously, Dude. the act of gambling, you know, on your own team and, and all that speaks for itself. They shouldn't be doing that. You know, that's pretty straightforward. But I, but I think what is really quite fascinating is the volume of betting and gambling that's going on, uh, uh, you know, in these universities and on these teams. Because it, it does send the message that's cultural, that this is, this is accepted, uh, culturally speaking, in locker rooms and on teams and in cam- on campus. And, like, it's a thing. And, and it really begs the question of, you know, like, hey, how do you proceed forward with this? Obviously, right now, you're going to be disciplined for it, you know, whether that's suspension, fine, who the hell knows how, just how far it'll go. But obviously, the answer right now is discipline. But but I do think there's a real conversation around like, mm. you know, hey, like, like, let's look around the world and say, okay, culturally speaking, like overseas, culturally speaking, gambling is widely accepted like it's it's widely accepted it's everywhere and i'm not saying that we hide from it in this country but i do think that it is one of those hot button issues in sports where hey if you play on that team you damn well better not get caught red-handed betting on your own team and you know what the bigger issue here is it's not even that they were gambling they lied and tried to to there's a charge and i believe it is tampering with records yeah. Um, is the official charge. And I'm just going to screenshot this real quick so everybody can read what we're reading. Um, but you have 
Uh, Owen O'Brien, a graduate uh, assistant. Um, Jack Johnson, former Hawkeye Arlen Bruce and Reggie Bracey also charged with tampering with records, according to the Iowa Register. I want to feel sorry for you. I don't. I want to. I don't. Right. I don't believe that this is a situation where like, oh, these poor kids. <coughs> no, dude. <coughs> you you knew you do, you were wrong. And, and there's the record right <coughs> right there, by the way. Um, like this is a big deal now. Eight more kids. Yeah, and I and I think that you know when I look around college football specifically, and I and I look at the way you know, the masses react to scandals in college football. Like, obviously, yesterday in the program, we talked all about Jim Harbaugh and the recruiting violations and what he's going through. Last week, it was it was the whole thing at Northwestern and everything going on there, right? And everyone's outraged about what's happening there. No question about it. But when I turn my focus to gambling at the college level, it just seems like a uh hey, this is a hard no, dude. This is can't do it, no way, and it's on the kids. No no way we'd ever look at, you know, an athletic director, no way. Like let, hear me out. If tomorrow it came out that while Herm Edwards was at ASU, gambling was rampant through the program and yeah. and Ray Anderson knew about it, it, like would anyone be surprised? No, we wouldn't be. It's I don't think you would be. In my opinion, this is quite literally a case of, hey, once one person goes down for it, they're going to come down so hard on that one person that that person's going to crack and they're going to get everybody. But is that wrong? I don't know. I don't think it's wrong, but I think I think I think that there needs to be a conversation about about not just punishing kids because if it's going to be accepted in in locker rooms and in the culture like I'm talking about staffers head coaches like everybody should be held accountable for because there's so many people involved whether it's record tampering or actually placing the bet or or going so far out of your way yeah. like the coach at Alabama to have a bookie at Great American Ballpark of all places placing bets for you like you're going way the hell out of your way like you, you decided it was it was better instead of placing the bet directly on your smartphone. How you needed long to call have we been somebody. Talking about this, yeah, dude. I mean, this is you guys go back through sports history. Yeah, there's one thing you cannot do, and and, and Pete I, Rose, Pete Rose, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Come on, man. Like this is not new. This is this is as old as time. And if you're if you're at Iowa or Iowa State, you gambled, okay, but then you're destroying or tampering with records allegedly, according to the the Des Moines News. Like, come on, yeah, you knew what you were doing, man. Yeah, like, premeditated is very accurate here. Yeah, I just it, it is to me it yeah exactly, Brandon. Ask Shoeless Joe Jackson how gambling affects your career. Yeah. Yep. Mike Smith, uh, Iowa, start, Iowa State starting a new course next year, Phil Mick's Guide to Gambling. Well. Phil Mickelson, how, maybe the best example now. Last week, Rory McElroy asked about, you know, Phil Mickelson and what's he do? Drops a gambling bomb on Phil Mickelson. Uh, it, it's crazy to me how many dudes have lost so much money, whether it's Michael Jordan, whether he gambled on and, and the baseball thing, like – 
There are people out in the world who believe Michael Jordan took a suspension and went and played for the White Sox over gambling. Mm -hmm. Or that bookies killed Michael Jordan's dad. I don't believe that to be true. But how many people have said that? Thousands. Millions, probably. Well, and I think the Phil Mickelson thing is spot on because, again, it wasn't enough for Phil just to be a degenerate gambler, right? It wasn't enough that you had lost all that money. Then you had to go one step further, and this is why I think Roy dropped that bomb on him. You had to go one step further and gamble on yourself on the Ryder Cup after the bookie you've bet millions upon millions of dollars with told you, no, dude, I'm not letting you do that. You need to go to someone else. He And the story is... That Phil Mickelson's gambling partner wrote a book, and in the book he said that Phil Mickelson asked him to place a, I believe it was a four hundred thousand dollar bet on the twenty twelve Ryder Cup because the U.S. had an unbelievable lead. The bookie said, or the gambling partner said, "No, Phil, we're not doing that." He did not say he went somewhere else and bet. He said he he didn't know. But it should be noted that Europe came back in a historic day on Sunday, won that Ryder Cup, including Phil Mickelson, who lost one of the penultimate matches in the last day. A gambling is if you're a professional athlete and you're gambling, you're 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 not smart. All right, let's call out some of our newest members on the show. We appreciate everybody. Hit that join button, you guys. We have two levels of membership. A dollar ninety-nine gets all of your comments read and highlighted. gets your comments read and highlighted, but you also get access to our Instagram members-only group, which has been phenomenal. Aaron Wilson trying to will his way to win the Oregon-Texas Tech tickets in the group, making videos of bucked up like crazy stuff. And to that, I say welcome, Jeremiah Champion. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Jeremiah. Welcome to the membership on the Monty Show. Hawkeye fan in Indy. Let's go. Hell yeah. Let's go, baby. I bet you love the Hawkeyes. So I bet I, there's a gambling. See what I bet. We were talking about gambling. I and he bet. Said, I bet. I, I, okay. Uh, Rexford Harris. Let's go, baby. Way to go, Rexford. Good to see all of you. Uh, thank you so much for supporting the show, you guys. We appreciate it. Tom Ambidextrousness Dean. FSU all mouth uh all mouth off no pullout. Yeah. We almost made it an hour without a pullout reference on the show. Thank you. Um I read that one from Domer. Dabo's 805 winning percentage. Oh boy, I think it's pick on Jake Day. In God's name, image, and likeness. Which is good because fat ass needed a break from being picked on every day. Uh it's important to correct incorrect info, Jake pusheth. Dabo never won anything before five head. Deshaun was three and one in the college football playoff. Trevor was three and two. Uh, we made six straight college football playoffs and we'll make a college football playoff every year in the 12 team college football playoff. Deal with it. Right. Making the playoffs not good enough. It's First not good of all, enough. you're not making it every year. I mean, you, you do own your conference. I mean, it's the already crowned Clemson ACC. Yeah. But spar down, washcloth. You'll you, take it easy. We built this program on NIL. <laughs> Delaric, uh, bring in luck to replace George and figure out if uh, possible to stay a P5 and make it happen or better to join the Mountain West. Okay. Mike Smith gives us $2 and then five more dollars to say a West Virginia reporter, Mitch Vingle, 
talked to Oliver Luck. He was hired by Oregon State and Washington State, not the Pac-4, not Stanford and Cal. Is that true? I mean, that makes perfect sense to me because it doesn't make any sense for the conference to hire him, and Stanford, I don't think, needs that. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. Um, Hero 75 for $10. I could see Stanford join the Big Ten in Olympic sports and Mountain West in football in hopes that in three years they can build enough bridge to be brought in to the Big Ten in the next round of expansion. I I think the days of football only are over. Yeah. That's over. The ACC, if they could have their way, would never have invited Notre Dame, in my opinion. They would never have invited them as a, as all sports but football. Yeah. Because it, it's, a, it's a losing proposition, even if it's Stanford. It is a losing proposition. You need football to make that bread. Facts. It, you got to have it. Uh, Domer Wap for $2. Pete Rose on line two. <laughs> is Pete Rose ever getting over the bet on baseball admission that he made? We're only here for one reason. I don't think so. Nope. I don't think so. Uh, let's see. Conference Commissioner Gumby, I wish I understood sportsbook gambling. What don't you understand? Uh, he also says, what does $69.99 get me on the Monty Shogram? Nothing. I mean, you can give it to me and it'll get you more bucked up in stuff. Right. But, you know. Jim Choi says, Phil and Ryder Cup is a he said, she said allegation. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it is, okay. dude. I mean, an author wrote it in a book. If it weren't true, are you telling me that Phil would not? If it was a lie, Phil would have filed a suit already. Phil hasn't said two words. So am I to believe Phil or am I to believe the author? I don't Um, think there's a question. Because if this guy, who, by the way, is a notorious gambler. Yes. He wrote a book, Jim, and then made all that shit up about Phil Mickelson. And you're telling me it's he said, she said. Dangerous misinformation. So why hasn't Phil sued yet? Because, I mean, that's damage to reputation. He says he's bet over a billion dollars. Why hasn't he sued? That damaged his reputation. My God, he lied about the Ryder Cup. Didn't that damage his reputation? Come on. Apparently allegation. not. I, I think it's more than allegations. Is it facts? No, I'm not ready to say it's facts. But I'm also not ready to believe Phil Mickelson on anything having to do with gambling or money because he's not got a great track record there. Yeah. Lee Jensen, uh, come to the group chat. It's the best. Yes. Our, our Instagram group is pretty remarkable. Pretty remarkable. <coughs> Salty drunk. There's no member priority in the comments anymore because everybody's a member. Well, no, actually, not everybody's. There's a lot of people who are not members. Yeah, in fact, more people listen to the show who are not subscribed and who are not members than do. Yeah, so that's why you guys need to hit the like button. We're always trying to get to 1,000 likes every show. Don't always make it, but we get pretty close. Appreciate that. So if you're here right now, if you're one of the 1,000 people watching the show, please consider hitting the like button. Um, let's see. Also, if you would not mind, my friends, yeah, hit what's, subscribe. What's, what's the update here? We're at 23,075. So in 24 hours, we picked up almost 100 subscribers. Not bad. Please give us a thumbs up. That really helps the channel grow. And if you are not subscribed, please subscribe. Gary Wolf says, I'm guessing that Phil Mickelson won't be in many more uh, Embrel ads. What's Embrel? No idea. I don't know either. You're casual. 
Uh, the cockeyes, Biscuit says. Okay. Uh, the cockeyes. Okay. Ron Nolan, athletes caught texting and driving, loss of scholarship. How is that? Is that at all the same? How is that the same? I don't understand that. Uh, G Lee says, "Where do you join? Just hit it, hit the join button." Didn't you say on it on yeah, mobile? So if you're uh, and I need help in the comments on this, just because you know it's our channel, so we can't see the way you see, but. Uh, I've been told multiple times that if you're on an Apple uh, or on an iPhone, that sometimes based on the iOS you have, uh, the membership button is not there and you have to do it on desktop. So that could be the case. Okay. All right. Uh, too much gravy for my biscuits, says Monty Stump Butt. But why is this a thing? Can I just ask what is why that? is this a thing? I don't know what it, I don't even know what that means. Rexford Harris, does the next cycle of media deals include relegation? No. Can we stop with the relegation thing? Okay. I, I don't know where this started or why people think this is a good idea. Relegation is in one place. That is English Premier League soccer, English soccer on the whole. Yeah. Relegation does not work in North American sports. There simply is not enough infrastructure. And in college, there are just not enough quality programs who spend enough money to have relegation and promotion. And to, it, it, I understand it's cute and it's cool and it's hip. Much like the word pro rata, which I wish was never invented. <laughs> but we've got to stop with the relegation thing. Yeah. It, like, explain to me, okay, Clemson, one of the most consistent college football programs in the country. Pick whichever one you want. Georgia, Alabama, whoever. Yeah. They have one bad season. They finish at the bottom of the SEC. Ah, they're relegated down to, you know, G5 status. Does that really seem... North Carolina basketball goes from playing for the college basketball championship to relegation? Um, does, does that seem commonsensical? Yeah, and I think, you know, the, the real issue with relegation, too, is that, you know, in the grant of rights system, relegation doesn't work, right? Because, at, like, in the conference slash grant of rights setup... You don't have that ability. That's why you only see, you know, uh, relegation in, in such a small yes. sample size in English football because they have the setup to do that. Now, you want to have a conversation, and we will have this conversation, about the NBA and in-season tournaments and potential ways to create relegation inside of the NBA. Okay, that's a conversation I'm open to, but it doesn't work. Certainly, it doesn't work in college athletics. It just no. is not a fit. No, much to Bill Self's 819 winning percentage. Well. Who says, what about a hockey-only ad? Arizona State. That's amazing, by the way. Uh, Jim Choice, Stanford begging. No, Stanford is not begging. Uh, Jackson says, hockey-only, I love it. Uh, Mike Smith says, Phil would, would gamble with a lawsuit. Yeah, he would. It's, it's amazing to me. And I know a lot of people, and we got to get to football at 50 here in a second, but I know a lot of people were like, these are all lies. Like all of Phil's people are like, these are, these are lies and half-truths. Sue them. And it, it's the one question that nobody can answer. If they're all lies and half-truths, as a lot of Phil's relatives and friends have said, is that not libel and slander at its finest? Is that not intentional damage to a reputation? Yeah. I would think so. Yep. No lawsuit's been filed. 
That's right. Yeah, because it's true. Because mm. yeah, I think. And by the way, this guy's gone out of his way to say he's got phone records and text messages, which makes it awfully difficult to sue him. So it it's. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting to me. Football 50, 10 to the hour. Every hour on the Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Back to it. We'll reset FSU, the ACC. I want to play you Brett Yormark's comments uh, on the Marshand RM podcast uh, about calling George Klyovkov. I thought it was fascinating. Um, But I want to get to these young quarterbacks in the NFL. Did you guys see this story? That Anthony Richardson is going to start for the Indianapolis Colts. Right. We got news today that Bryce Young was named the starter of the Panthers. Okay, he played pretty well. Took a lot of hits. Played pretty well. And C.J. Stroud is on track to start for the Texans. He was by far the worst of the young QBs. Right. But are you at all surprised that Anthony Richardson is the starting quarterback over Gardner Minshew in Indianapolis? I'm not surprised by this one because I think Anthony Richardson uh, by NFL folks has been regarded as the next like Jalen Hurts incarnate. And he's going to be just some amazing quarterback. Now, I don't disagree with dude's ability to run the 40. I don't disagree with dude's arm strength. As usual, though, with quarterbacks, what does it come down to? Are you a run-heavy guy, or are you a pocket-passing guy that has the ability to run? If Anthony Richardson shows me the ability to roll out into the flat and make good decisions down the field, then I'm I'm here for it. Start the guy. But if this is a guy who, who simply is starting because Gardner Minshew is mid, then this is a bad decision. This is a really bad decision. I'm a big believer that 9 out of 10 quarterbacks who get drafted and come into this league would be far better off by sitting their first season, learning from a seasoned vet, even if that seasoned vet is not Aaron Rodgers or some mega star at the quarterback position, but just learning from somebody. And then start him season two. I'm a huge believer in that. Yeah, and and the, the thing for me on these rookie quarterbacks are like C.J. Stroud, I don't see it in C.J. Stroud. I think C.J. Stroud is, is is somebody we've talked about at length on the show, and I I don't see the NFL acumen. I don't see a guy who wants to run in any way, shape, or form, and I think that's going to get him in trouble in this league. If we've learned anything from Patrick Mahomes, you would better be mobile and not running. You'd better be able to move to get yourself into a position to throw the ball. And C.J. Stroud has never shown us that. He didn't show it at Ohio State until the bowl game when he was in NFL prep, and I think that's totally different. But Anthony Richardson at Indianapolis, let Gardner Minshew take the beating. They're not going to be good. Anthony Richardson is not ready. And when you push a guy like Anthony Richardson, look at Trey Lance in San Francisco. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to force... Anthony Richardson under center, and I get it. The only way to truly learn and improve as a quarterback is to play quarterback. I totally get that. This kid can't make NFL decisions, and it's going to ruin him. They're not going to be good. This Jonathan Taylor situation, I think, is hanging over their heads like a thousand pound safe, man. Like, 
it's going to fall on top of you when Anthony Richardson doesn't have a running game and you don't have any way to convert on third and short and you don't have any way to get Anthony Richardson a breather because you don't have a workhorse back in the backfield. I, this is All this is is set up for failure, and I don't understand why the Colts are doing this. Now, the other thing I don't understand is why did the Jets sign Dalvin Cook right now? This is an odd story. Did you guys see that Dalvin Cook is out at least another week? He's going to have a, his wife, not him, is going to have a baby. And then he's rehabbing shoulder surgery from last year. He's not ready to play football. Now, they did get back Brees Hall, which is a huge get. Yeah. Because he was a stud before he got hurt. But do you like the timing of this Dalvin Cook signing? Well, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I, I don't like it, but I don't. I'm not quite sure that they had a choice. I mean, it, it, you know, you, you needed to have somebody back there who who is reliable. And look, I know Brees Hall, as you just said, was really good until he got yeah. hurt. I, I, and I understand that. And the running back position, as so many have said, is a really difficult position to stay healthy with. I agree with that, but. I think the, the thing for the Jets is they got to have someone back there that the defense has to respect, and, and Dalvin Cook is a damn good back. And I do think if you if you throw him out wide more than you run him through the middle, he'll stay healthy. I just – I get I'm a talk show host. I'm not a head coach, a, a general manager. I, I clearly don't know a thing about the NFL. What are these guys doing with running backs? It's a. I agree that Dalvin Cook is a really good fit for that offense. He catches the ball well. Yeah. He lowers his pads. He's good after contact. I get it. He's having a baby, and he's coming off a shoulder surgery. And by all accounts, it's not like there were 20 teams lined up to sign him. For crying out loud, Ezekiel Elliott got a job before Dalvin Cook, which is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. The way this league is treating running backs, I don't get it. We just talked about the Colts and Jonathan Taylor. I look at what Saquon sold out for in New York. I don't understand this situation even a little bit. I think Dalvin Cook, first month of the season, probably is going to be a little rough. I think he's going to be huge for them in the second half. But you should not have signed him a second before you needed him on the roster. Yeah. that That's... I, I get it. I, I I probably am. It pisses me off the running back thing in the NFL. Yeah, well, I think the league is transformed into a quarterback league, not a running back league. Right, but at some point, at some point, you have to run the football to win the game. That that is, it's it's unequivocal that you in this league have to run the football. I totally agree with you. College in the NFL, it's all about the quarterbacks. It's why the Jets went and got Aaron Rodgers. I'm all down. Right. But you mark my words, at some point, Dalvin or Brees are going to have to come through and get a third and two for Aaron Rodgers in a big situation, probably in the month of December. If you can't run the ball in, 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 on command when you need to, not when you want to, everybody can run the ball when they want to. Who can run the ball when they need to? That's where you define the the LeGarrette Blunt legacy of Super Bowl moments. Or, you know, I mean, pick the pick the guy you want, right? You always have situations where you need a running back. 
and I don't understand why they've been so devalued. New England picking up Ezekiel Elliott, I think, was a huge move, dude. Yeah. I think that is going to help them because, again, I think Mac Jones is going to have a great year. They actually have an offensive coordinator at this point. This Jets thing, by the way, Aaron Rodgers had a terrible day at practice. Eight of 20, and at one point, seven straight incompletions. The Jets are far from a finished product. Yeah. I mean, far from a finished product in this Dalvin Cook thing. Now for a week, well, when Dalvin gets here, and you know what's going to happen. Dalvin's in camp, but he's not ready to play, physically unable to perform. Well, I could have told you that. He just had a baby with his wife, and he's coming off a of shoulder surgery. Do you want to run Dalvin Cook through the A-gap in a scrimmage coming off a of shoulder surgery? No. No, you don't. It... it Anyway, I'll stop ranting and raving now over running backs and tell you um, they should all be eating Papa Murphy's Calzones. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do Calzones. Papa Murphy's does Calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the Calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. You never get the calzones. Order now at papamurphys.com. Man, I'm just sitting here thinking about how good a calzone would be while watching Leonard Fournette help Tampa win a Super Bowl. Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Download the mobile app. It's super easy to use. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. This hour of the show presented by TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. If you guys are tired of going to work, if you're pissed about going into the office, if you hate your boss, if you're tired of waking up early because traffic sucks in the morning, stay home. Build your own business. Build generational wealth at TridayTrading.com. It's what they're all about. The market is ripe for the picking. Every day in this country, graduates of the TridayTrading.com program are making $1,000 or more as day traders. Did you make $1,000 today? Oh, you want to do it part-time? Did you make three to $500 on your side hustle every day last week? Oh, you didn't? TridayTrading.com. Are you trying to pay down that brand new Porsche you just bought? Maybe, just maybe you want to build a pool in the backyard, but you don't think you can afford it. TridayTrading.com. Part-timers, two hours, maybe hour, two hours in the morning, you're going to make money all day long. You come home, count your cash at TridayTrading.com. Ten bucks to see your future. $10 charitable donation gets you a 30-day trial membership at TridayTrading.com. Yeah, I'm fired up about NFL running backs. I just don't think it's that surprising, dude. Yeah, they're getting treated like crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dalvin Cook's a good fit for the Jets. Uh, I think it's positive PR for the Jets as well, which I think in New York City you always have to consider. And I think he'll be he'll benefit them. I, I think this is legitimately an organization that isn't going to start taking the season seriously until, what, week four or five? Yeah. They're not really going to start being like, all right, we got to win week in and week out until, like, week four or five. And so... I just don't know that you have that kind of time in the AFC East. Well, I, I think with your boy, Josh Allen, who you love because he's just sliced quarterbacks... Um, you look at their schedule out of the gate. Oh, by the way, they open with the Bills. 
Bills at Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs at Broncos. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Good luck. I mean, that's who the Jets are. I don't think, and again, I don't disagree with you that, that we're probably not going to know how good they are because are we going to see Aaron Rodgers in the preseason? I would think not. Maybe the you? last game, but I'd be surprised. By the way, hard knocks on HBO Max because those of us that cut the cord, we got to use apps all over the place now. Yeah. Which we got to talk about later because it's pissing me off on my TV. I got to go flip around streaming services. But I think Aaron Rodgers is not going to play this preseason. And I know that game against the Bills is at the Meadowlands. I don't think we find out who they are until they go to Dallas. I know that defense is going to be good. Mm-hmm. How good's the offensive line with the Jets? And are they going to be able to consistently run the football because Brees Hall is a guy that's coming off of a pretty catastrophic knee injury and he's ready to go. It's a great story. Everybody's thrilled and excited as you should be, but that's a next year guy. You don't just stroll back in from an ACL as an NFL running back. And I don't care who you are. Saquon Barkley needed a year. You don't think that Brees needs a year because I think he does. Yeah. So I think Dalvin cook becomes this really important figure and I just am surprised that he's coming off of a shoulder injury now that not a lot of people were aware of that he was had lingering recovery from surgery. Maybe that's why the Dolphins didn't sign him because I thought he was going to the Dolphins. Yeah, I just uh, – Dalvin's a good fit there. Yeah, he's, he's had, a great he's, fit. He's recovering from shoulder surgery. That's a lot different than an ACL or yeah. whatever. I mean, that's just not – like I, as as a running back – yeah, you need your shoulders, no doubt about it. But but I'm telling you, they are not going to run him up the middle constantly. No. You're going to see him play out in the flat. You're going to see him, you know, run, you know, the underneath route. Like, he's going to be that guy for them. And, and, yeah, will he run it through the middle sometimes? Yeah, but overall, like, this Aaron Rodgers offense, I, let, me, let me just break the news to you guys now. He will not be holding the ball long because there no. is serious anxiety no. about, okay, what happens if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt and Zach Wilson's running the show? Now what? And so this offense is going to be designed to get that ball out very quickly and to get first downs as quickly as possible. So that's why I say it. That's why I think you signed Alvin because you're not looking for that workhorse to run up the middle. Yeah, we'll see. Capazzo, what's up with you and the GZ, Capazzo? Aaron going to get smashed second game. He'll be out for the season. Zachy Poo will lead the charge after that. You're Aaron fucking Rodgers. If if he gets hurt, what a disaster, dude. What a disaster. I'm Shiva, the I god mean, of death. Can you imagine if he gets hurt? I can't even imagine it. Uh, Gary Wolf says, Tony Pollard about to prove he has been four times better than Zeke ever was. I agree with that. I think they're just different running backs which I still don't understand why you are paying. Why did you pay Zeke that $15 million a year? I don't, I don't get that. Uh, Bill Self's 819 winning percentage. How the Jets punter, though, that's the key piece to winning it all. Well, it better not be. How's the Jet field goal kicker? Yeah. That's what I would say. Um, let's see. Timo 14. Think Cam was injured in the bowl game. Something else happened to him. Cam Rising? Cam Rising has Cam Rising the second half of last year was not right. I think from everybody I've talked to at Utah, I think Cam's going to be good to go. Um, I think the bigger question is going to be is Bryson Barnes or Nate Johnson your number two? It's that simple because your number two, um, I believe it was two days ago or or maybe the Saturday scrimmage, I want to say. 
Um, yeah, the Saturday scrimmage when Brandon Rose got bumped around and all of a sudden he's out. Now your top two quarterbacks are out, and what are you left with? Bryson Barnes, who seems to be always the guy yeah. that you're left with. So I think I, I think Cam will be there. Yeah. There's no doubt. And that offense is gonna be that offense is gonna be lit again. I mean, just the fact that Brant Keithy's back. I mean that's that's enough to win most games offensively. Yeah, because those two have chemistry like you, you ain't even, you know. Uh, Raider Mark says Reg Cam won't play until being cleared. He won't. Well, well, obviously. You think he's just going to show up and strap it on? <laughs> Raider Mark, I don't think that's happening. Uh, Jim Choi, Zach's mama said Zach's ready. Yeah, I'm going to say after the preseason performance, Zach's not so ready. No, no, no. I mean, I think we've seen two games where Zach's not been ready. Yeah. But that's just me. So it is what it is. All right. The Monty Show. Uh, again, this hour presented by our good friends at TryDayTrading.com. TryDayTrading.com slash Monty. Get your $10 30-day trial membership. The biggest stories in sports today. Uh, Florida State is staying in the ACC for now. And it it's interesting that today we get the president at Florida State. And I think these presidents, for what it's worth, right? I think these presidents, for what it's worth, should be the mouthpiece of your of your university. Right. I don't believe that athletic directors, you know, when it comes to these high-level conversations, football coaches are not the ones you want talking. Correct. Your president, your chancellor, they have to be the ones doing the talking. And it's interesting uh, that Richard McCullough, the president of Florida State, came out in a in a board meeting and was very clear and very direct that Florida State at this moment in time is not leaving the ACC. I believe that FSU um, will have to, at some point, uh, consider very seriously uh, leaving the ACC unless there were uh, a radical change to the revenue distribution. I don't think this is anything that anybody hasn't necessarily thought of, <clears throat> uh, but I wanted to uh, make uh, make that statement to the board. I mean, I, I look, I, I don't even disagree with that. Yeah. I think what he said there is we couldn't get out, so now we got to deal with it. Yep. And I think you have to find solutions. I, I, I think you look at the Kansas football situation. How many people saw Kansas today announce that they are pouring $300 million into their new football complex? It's a renovation of the stadium. They're building a football district at Kansas. Yeah. Because what Leipold and, and the, the Rock Chalks did last year in football, I think gave everybody hope. And so now there's a, a value proposition for Jayhawk football. And you, you look at this, and I, I ask myself, okay, if Kansas sees value in it, mm -hmm. and they see value in football, and they're putting money into it to make more money from it, what does somebody like Florida State do? What is the, what is the solution here for the Florida State Seminoles. I, I just think it's creativity in the sales department. Honestly, I think it's as simple as that for Florida State. Like you have to have, 
you know, you got to have some meetings around, okay, what, you know, what's our primary uh, revenue creator right now? And what other opportunities do we have in the athletic department to make more money? Because I know, obviously, they, they want to make up, you know, some $20 million in, 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 you know, the gap between the Big Ten and the SEC down to them. They want to make up that gap as quickly as possible. And I believe they can do it. And I guess maybe they don't believe that, but but I'm telling you, if you're in the ACC and you see Brett Yormark constantly talking about monetizing basketball and you know doing all these big events, like don't you at some point have to start having conversations with your commissioner and and don't you at some point have to start saying like, hey, we gotta we gotta get out more, we gotta we gotta do more. Like it can't just be aircraft carrier basketball games now. Like we gotta get out. In the community, we got to get out internationally. Like, we have to be more aggressive. We got to drive that revenue train. And then, yeah, in football, we got to win. We got to win more games. And, yes, the expanded college football playoff should see Florida State in there most years, I would think. Should. Should. But that doesn't mean that you won a national championship. That doesn't mean that, you know, you did anything crazy. If you're... If you're a one and done in the college football playoff, did you really have that great of a season? Not really. And by the way, when we talk about all of this, and I still think the biggest question is, hey, what's Stanford going to do? I think one of the things that we always see is, well, I mean, Stanford and Cal, they can they can go to the Big 12. What about Oregon State? What about Florida State to the Big 12? And I'll, I'll just continue to tell you I don't think that's going to happen. And today, Brett Yormark backed me up, according to the uh, Arizona Central. Um, Brett Yormark said on Tuesday, there are no plans to bring in additional members. Yormark said, quote, right now we're done. We had a vision, we had a strategy, and effectively we've been able to execute it. Initially, I wasn't sure if we'd go to 14 or 16. I think 16 was kind of a dream scenario, candidly. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Are you telling me that Brett Yormark just confirmed another Monty Show exclusive? When everybody said, oh, they're going to add one team to go to 14 and they're done. That was never the case. And everybody was like, Arizona is going to join the conference. It's the untrained eye. We told you repeatedly they were trying to get to 16. Yeah. They were trying to get to 16. That's the number they can leverage. That's the number that worked for their TV partners. That's a number ESPN and Fox said they were in on, and they got to 16. So thank you. Gloating's over now. Uh, So from our perspective, our focus now is to integrate the four incoming schools as quickly as we can, get them comfortable. We'll feel really, really good about our future and what our membership composition looks like when you look at it in terms of where we were and where we are and where we're going. So wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. <laughs> Hold the fuck on. What do I always tell you? That's what, right, T. What is the biggest problem? What is the biggest problem for most of these, including George Klyovkov, including bad football programs, Michael Crow at Arizona State, like Kirk Schultz at Washington, Larry Scott, the former commissioner of the Pac-12, What was their biggest mistake? They don't understand who they are, where they are, and where they're going. I'm going to say this again. It's that simple. It's And not to keep talking about it, but we had the the CEO of Bucked Up in today for an interview that you'll see on the channel coming up later this week. 
Ryan Gardner's his name. And what did he say? We knew where we were and we knew where we wanted to go. And that was the single biggest flaw. And now here is the commissioner of the the Big 12 saying exactly that. Look at that last line. We feel really good about our future and what our membership composition looks like when you look at it in terms of where we were, where we are, and where we are going. It's just spectacular leadership. Cash, dude. Spectacular leadership. And then there's this story. How about Brett Yormark telling the Marshand RM podcast that he called George Klyovkov and essentially said, hey, sorry, dude. Uh, I didn't mean to poach from you. We'll go with this one first. I never want my gain to be someone else's loss. Uh, it's it's it, that's a little different here, and I, on the heels of not Colorado but of all four corner schools coming, I texted George, reached out to him. Obviously, he was busy. He and I spoke last week, and effectively, I said, "Hey, I'm sorry. I came down to this, and I'm sorry I put you in a tough position, but." This was something that, you know, we, we, we had to do. And, you know, this was something that the board and our key stakeholders um, encouraged. And um, I'm sorry that my gain is your loss. Man, that is spectacular. And, and I think when you listen to Brett Yormark talk again, this is on the Marshand RM podcast, the largest media podcast, I think, out there. They focus on guys like Brett Yormark making TV deals. It's a big deal. It's got a huge viewership. So you look at you look at what he said and then listen to the shot he takes here. And ask yourself, who is Brett Yormark talking about when he talks about conference moving and a realignment and transparency? I've been very intentional um, about expansion. And I and I did that in an effort to make sure that I didn't do it. I didn't do, you know, expansion didn't happen in someone's shadow. It didn't happen at night. It wasn't a shock and awe moment. Everyone knew the Big 12 had an appetite to expand. And um, I, 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 maybe some people in the industry didn't like that, that I was so intentional about it. But I'm very transparent. In fact, I telegraphed it. Um, and I just felt that was the right way to do it versus other things that I w- witnessed and, and, and and observed in our industry over time where transparency really wasn't really, the, you know, what happened. Good Lord. Who do you think he's talking about right there? First of all, Brett Yormark texted and then called George Klyovkov. And I think he probably overstates this. I'm not buying for a second that he's like, hey, man, I just want to apologize. I don't think that's what he was doing. But I think it makes a hell of a lot of sense for Brett Yormark to have a relationship with George Klyovkov that continues going forward because Brett has talked about the fact that he and, and George have had a relationship. They have communicated on a fairly regular basis, and he didn't want to hide anything. And I don't think that Brett Yormark has hid anything, which brings me to this transparency comment because you look at what happened 
with Oklahoma and Texas? You look at what happened with SC and UCLA. Was, were, was there transparency in any of that? And I think he, in my opinion, is talking about President Fult at USC shutting down expansion in the Pac-12 to then turn around and what felt like 15 seconds later go to the Big Ten. Jake, I think that's who he's talking about there. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of people who are frustrated around you know, conference realignment and teams just just doing whatever the hell they want to do and not communicating uh, in the bigger picture. You know, it's that it's kind of that story uh, about you know Oregon and Washington showing up on a call where allegedly everyone thought, oh, we're going over the grants of rights, and then what happens? They announce, hey, we're leaving as soon as the call gets to you know how much Oregon is going to make, but essentially how much Oregon is not going to make, and and I think. You know, Brett, your mark is, as I always say, he is cold-blooded, clean, methodical, and thorough about it. The guy does not care necessarily how it makes you feel, but he does care about professionalism. He does care about doing things the right way, even if that upsets some folks. So, yeah, I think it makes sense to have a relationship with George Klyovkov going forward. But, no, I don't think Brett called him and said, yeah, you know, I'm really sorry that I burned your conference to the ground. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't think that happened either. I, I, I have I a hard think, time buying yeah, on that. I, I don't think Brett did that. And, I, and, and to be honest with you, I think you know Brett. Uh, you know, goes out of his way to have those conversations because he understands that if you define the narrative and you define the conversation, things are going to go the way you want them to go. And I also think, and and I mm. would assume, again, assumption. I would assume this applies to the other commissioners in the Power Five that when they look at George Klyovkov, they see an opportunity. Uh, to make things happen the way they want them to he's happen. He's weak. He he's there's there is no doubt that George Klyovkov, the commissioner of the Pac-12, is weak. He is a guy you can manipulate. I feel like he is not an operator. I think he views himself as a schemer, and he can do this and that, and then he never executes. Yes, I think that's when you're Brett Yormark, and you come from a background where all you've done is operate and you've built and you show up in the Big 12 and the first thing you do is build bridges across the conference so you have relationships and then you reach out to the other commissioners and you go on trips to potential expansion targets and I mean, it's pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah. And again, when this guy talks, how do you not listen? When the, when when Brett Yormark speaks, he is captivating. He When he walked through uh, AT&T Stadium, when we were at Big 12 Football Media Days, the, the building stopped. Yeah. When he was on stage, the building stopped. And everybody watched the stage. He's that kind of gravitational. He's that kind of guy. And I, I just think this is so gangster. But I wonder, in your opinion, who is... Who is he? Who is he talking about? Because there's only a couple that he could be talking about. Yeah, I mean, I think the the Carol Fult USC one is obviously at the top of the list. I think that's the best example we have of just, hey, yeah, no, we're not doing expansion, and then getting on the phone with Kevin Warren. I mean, that's wild. Texas and Oklahoma are are leaving his conference to go and hang out with Greg Sankey and the boys. So part of me says he's talking about Greg Sankey, but. You know, I, I I don't know, man. I I think it's I think it's very interesting. Yeah. I think it's a hell of a conversation. Our web gives us five dollars to say your mark was going after Sankey, critiquing his approach in expansion. Maybe could be. could be maybe, but I think I also think that Brett Yormark is laughing at, at at Commissioner Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC. 
I think he's laughing at him because I, I, really you're, you're coming to the Omni Hotel in Dallas to do media day. Yeah, I, I, while I, the Big Twelve is is in Tarrant County, Tarrant County at AT and T Stadium. There's no doubt, Brett Yormark knows how to flex without being brash about it. He knows how to send subtle messages. Yes. He knows how to communicate without saying exactly what he's saying. And I think that that's an art form. I'll be honest with you guys. I mean, I, I that is absolutely an art form. That is absolutely yeah. a, a a muscle that you can train. Uh, and and again, I'm just going to keep saying it. Every time one of these conferences hires a new commissioner, my first question is, where the hell did this person come from, and what have they done? Because if he came from the casino business, your conference is going to die. If you came from the entertainment, marketing, revenue generation business, you're going to be in a good place. Yep. Uh, Mike Smith says, no, 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 Monty. He was talking about Sankey. Made a subtle, uh, Sankey made a subtle jab at the Big 12 and 10 with the SEC does not need to go uh, four time zones. Brett subtle shade back at what Sankey did to Bullsby. Well, I mean, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, but I love the fact that he didn't go directly at him. I, I mean, it, it absolutely could be. Yeah. That he's talking about Greg Sankey. Absolutely. Was it, was it shade? I think this is fascinating. Was it shade by Sankey to say, hey, our conference doesn't need four time zones? Or was it just him saying, hey, no, we, we're, we're in a place where we believe we're valuable enough that we don't need to be that expansive. That that you know we we are so dominant in football that we don't need the Pacific time zone. And now we're improving in basketball. I don't know. I agree. Well, I, I, Mike, I get where you're coming from. I mean, it totally could have been. Yes. But part of me feels like the SEC and the the way they go about it is like, yeah, dude, here it is. You know, let's measure. That's what the SEC does all the time. Oh, it's Oregon coming to Georgia, and everyone thinks Oregon's got a chance. Yeah, let's go ahead and rack up a 50 spot on Georgia. I mean, that's what the SEC does in so many ways, whether it's on the field or in business. But that's recruiting. why it was so bush league that they're going to the Omni Hotel in yeah, Dallas. I, and I think, you know, the SEC what? is so much more professional than that. I mean, I understand if you want to try and roll in and be aggressive and flex on the Big 12, but you got to do better than the Omni Hotel, dude. Like, come on. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't, I don't get it at all. Roundabout says, I'm curious how. I think you mean George Klyovkov is still employed. Well, why are you going to whack him at this point? Yeah, seriously. I mean, let, let him, let him, you know, work it out. Let him fight. Uh, Mike Smith says, GK is Barney Fife thinking he is in charge of stuff. Absolutely. Z great Dane. I'm imagining BYU versus Utah in the Dr Pepper Big Twelve Championship game in Tarrant County. Amen, brother. Exactly. Brother. Brother. Uh, and Donut says, hello, guys. Signed, George Klyavkov. <laughs> Mike Smith says, glizzy glazing. Please stop with. We're walking to hey Costco the other day, and we had a conversation about hot dogs being referred to as glizzy. Yeah. Or glizzies. Right, glizzies. And I, I, it just popped right into my head as we were passing the food court without eating a hot dog. And I said to Mrs. Monty, hey, glizzies. Yeah, it's dude. Like Come on, dude. Uh, Jeremy Callahan. Oh my God. Brett, your mark is a second coming of EF Hutton. EF Hutton. Tell me you've heard of EF Hutton. No, I haven't. You're in, he's so young. You guys, uh, conference commissioner gummy guys, 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 sign GK, you know, uh, hey midnight magic musings, urban Meyer greater than Stanford. I don't know who urban Meyer is. Not really sure who. Well, urban he's Meyer the guy. Is. You remember that he's the guy that transformed five head. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, you know, 
and stuff. Uh, wow. Biscuit says Texas sucks. Wow. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, Sankey Panky. RB says, damn, Carol. Exactly. How did that ha- How did Carol Fult at USC kept everyone in? Was that the most shocking college football realignment story ever? Yeah, I think it was both the most shocking and one of the most savage things I've ever seen in college football. Man. And, and I think it's more savage than Texas and Oklahoma, right? Like, yes. Like, because if you, because if you're Carol Fult at that time, you knew that SC and UCLA leaving would great, like, like SC at at that time, SC and UCLA leaving puts the conference in danger of dissolving. Yes. At that time. Now, Texas and Oklahoma, still a big blow, but I don't think we could go as far as to say the Big 12 was going to dissolve without them. I think there was still some confidence that the Big 12 would find now, its as way. As soon as Carol Fultz said no to expansion, yeah. the Pac-12 died and the Big 12 survived. Yeah. We know that now. It's a, it's as simple as that. And, and anything to the contrary of that, is like saying that you you don't want to go and see Oregon at Texas Tech on September 9th presented by our good friends at Bucked Up Energy. Anything that you would say contrary to that tells me you don't want to go and take a trip to the great Lubbock, Texas, where today, after practice, according to Tanner Plummer, they served watermelon to keep their tradition alive of serving watermelon in fall camp. To which I say watermelon sounds amazing. Okay. Oregon at Texas Tech, September 9th. We want to give you a pair of tickets. It's super easy. All you have to do to qualify is interact with our good friends at Bucked Up Energy, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. What that means is, hey, run into your local convenience store, buy yourself a can of Bucked Up, tag me in a picture of it on Twitter or Instagram, the Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, the Monty Show, or you can tag Jake, which nobody ever does, (laughs) (laughs) S-L-C Jake on Twitter and Instagram, that's it. Or go to buckedup.com. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY20 to get 20% off your purchase at buckedup.com. Guys, at a minimum, go and get the buck shots. Look how much more energy we have. Thoughts are clearer. You feel better. You get a lift out of it. You know when you come back from lunch and you have that carb crash because you ate all the breadsticks at Olive Garden? Hell yeah, you do. Take a buck shot and you're going to feel instantly better. Get it right now at buckedup.com use the promo code monty20 and then hit us with a picture of your order take a screenshot of your order tag us on twitter or instagram you are entered to win oregon at texas tech a pair of tickets for september 9th now by the way we only have one more week of giveaways yes so this friday in just three small days at 3 30 pacific 6 30 eastern right here on the monty show we will announce the winner of the Oregon and Texas Tech ticket giveaway. Now, Aaron Wilson, our beloved yes. Red Raider fan, the only true Red Raider fan. That's right, T. He made us a video that included a dancing can of bucked up. It's going to be awfully hard to overcome that. I agree. I want to, you know. It's really too bad he's ineligible to win, man. Yeah. I mean, we're going to give it to somebody else. We rigged it so Aaron wouldn't win. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, too much biscuits for my gravy, says Fettuccine uh, Alfredo. Get oh my in God. my belly, dude. Dude, no. Carbonara. Oh. Fat! Which is like peas and bacon and butter. So oh. good, dude. Dude, I'm so fat. I am. Mm. I haven't had pa- I can't remember the last time I ate a bowl of pasta. Man. When would it be? I mean, it's been. I remember we ate pasta. Yeah, I haven't had pasta in a while either. I haven't had macaroni and cheese. I haven't had pasta and red sauce. I haven't had pasta and butter sauce. Like nothing. Butter. 
Yeah, I mean, and look, I'm, you lose weight when you don't eat pasta. Who knew? Uh, Renee Roca says, I used to work at the Olive Garden in Lubbock back in college. Dude, Olive Garden breadsticks are goaded, dude. Like, I'm, and I'm happy to go this far. I'm happy to go this far. Soup and salad with breadsticks from Olive Garden is one of the best to-go orders you're ever going to get. I'm for real. It is so good. I'm for real. Oh, my God. And then you get Especially the... Especially in the wintertime, You dude. get the... Yeah. You get the side out. of marinara yes. sauce. Oh, my yes. God. Now, we all know you're not going to use the marinara because you're going to dip the breadstick in the soup. Oh, it's so good. And no, get the hell out of here with these comments about, oh, cereal soup. No, it's not. Stop. Cereal is not a good question. Uh, Mike Smith, I live in East, the Eastern time zone. Eastern girls most likely to have attitude like a Karen. Well, I mean, thank you for, for qualifying thank that. Thank you. Conference Commissioner Gumby says, Mike, get some Olive Garden tomorrow. Please do not send pictures because I am so jealous. Oh, picture didn't happen. Uh, Roundabout says, mmm, Olive Garden, endless breadsticks making me hungry, right? Uh, who says no? What's okay? Who what's, says no to Olive Garden? Yeah, dude. Like, what hits harder Ooh. than Olive Garden breadsticks? OG Gary doesn't want to go to Olive Garden, bro. People still go to Olive Garden, bro. Are oh, you well. out of your damn mind, dude? Olive Garden's for real. Olive Garden is for real. It, it is, dude. It is. Oh man, mm. Olive Garden hits, man. I'm, you know, I'm just telling you. Um, Kevin Chittenden, great cheesesteaks at Guard Skis in Lubbock. Okay. Okay. I haven't had cheese sticks in a long time. Bro. I agree. Cowboy Country says, sorry, guys, I'll be at Okie State Arizona State game on September 9th. Let's go. There's nothing like live football, man. I cannot wait. Next Friday on the show, and we'll announce it this Friday, but next Friday on the show, the tickets are lit. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited. Super, super excited. Uh, Roundabout says that's bucked up. Yes, it is. Yes. In fact, of course, absolutely, that is bucked up. I agree with you on that. Hundo P. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says, comments about to blow up now. Why? Yeah, what happened? It's fair. You know, not to be Mr. Ego over here, but I'm curious, how's Kansas holding up this season? Are we talking football or are we it's talking fair. basketball? It's that, fair. Uh, that football announcement today is pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty dang good. Too much bis- uh, gravy for the biscuits. Shimp, uh, shrimp frita. I don't know what that is. I'm sure it's good. Ron Loney says that's bucked up. Yes, it is. I love that you guys have integrated bucked up into the lexicon of the show. Yes. I was telling the I was telling Ryan Gardner from Bucked Up today that that I, I love that you guys do that. It's so much fun. K dub says Brett Yormark's in-laws are part of the Gambino crime family and US congressman. The guy is a legit operator. Yes, yes, yes. He's really a Gambino? The Gambino crime family. Okay, I'll, just to humor you guys, I'll Google this. Okay. Do you not know who the Gambino... God. Brett, you are Mark. <laughs> Do you know who the Gambinos yeah, are? Yes, the crime family. Because <laughs> their name is the Gambino crime family. I love... You know... Anyway, it's fine. Why do you hate me? I Because you smell. Uh, Jay Washington, the fact that uh, Brett Yormark let BYU talk to Utah for the Big 12 was one of the coolest things I saw. Amazing. Because you work relationships. Relationships make the world go round, you guys. Absolutely. Bill Self, Fettuccine Alfredo is great before a 5K run. Yeah, if you want to throw up all over your legs, it's great. Good Lord. Uh, the, the Todd father can't do the white sauce. That's what she said. The white sauce. Got to get stroked. That's what. Oh. Honestly, that's our stroking, guys. Thank you. 
Uh, and donuts says blue cheese. Stop. Dude, stop. Why? St- and donuts. Why, dude? We do not well, talk. That's the issue, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, no blue cheese on this show. Try freezing pasta after it's cooked, then reheat. It won't hit you hard with the carbs. No, it won't. White, uh, brown and white rice as well, by the way. Mashed potatoes to it. Taters. Breaks down the starch. Taters. For sure. Gumby puts in some breadstick emojis. Mike Smith, are we really doing Alfredo sauce talk on the Monty program? Uh, Alfredo is good for half a plate, but then it's so rich that it about makes you nauseous after that. I don't know. It doesn't make me nauseous, bro. It makes me fat. Yeah. Aaron Wilson says, Renee, I, I think I know you, LOL. Oh, oh that's so amazing. cute. OG Gary, got uh, go to uh, Antica Sicilia. Or Cecilia Mia. I've been to Cecilia Mia. Uh, they are good. They're God tier in Utah. <laughs> they are God tier. Jordan Royal. Cheesecake Factory's. Ch- Stop. I said Olive Garden. You came back at me with cheese, Cheesecake Factory. I like Cheesecake Factory, but it's disrespectful to bring that up in an Olive Garden discussion. Cheesecake Factory's Chipotle chicken pasta is my because favorite pasta dish on the planet. It is really good. It is really good. Spangler. What? Spangler, you're better, dude. You're dude, better than this, dude. You're better than this, Spangler. And, and look, man, I think I've given you, uh, I, I've given you room to operate. But this one, wow. Like, how can you say doing? that Olive Garden is gross? South person, Tennessee. Come on now. Yeah, that's that's you know. It's fair. Says cut a jalapeno, put it in a muffin pan with cheddar cheese, and bake that mug. Keto hot, nah, dude. I am so not a hot food guy. My wife, you, you take my wife to anywhere that's got the hottest curry on the planet, dude, she's down. <laughs> Me? No, hell no. What's your favorite re- what like what's your favorite restaurant to go and eat at? Like if it's not Olive Garden or and I'm not talking about Roots Chris or what's the name of the steakhouse in Texas? Dan's, uh, Dave's, Mike's Bob's 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 Steak and Chops. Same thing. Um, I, it's not like on that cut. I'm talking about like, I'm talking about like Olive Garden. Mid-level affordable Red Lobster. Dining. No. No. Um, Macaroni Grill. Yeah, that's not bad. Macaroni Grill is. Could you, do they, I haven't been in years. Do they still let you draw on the table? That's not bad. Any buffet. Chuck-a-rama? Chuck-a-rama. No. Um, <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> but any Vegas buffet, like I'm a huge uh, Mandalay Bay breakfast buffet. Forget it. Forget it. Dude, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Dabo's 805 winning percentage could be Outback bread greater than Olive Garden breadsticks. Outback wh- bread is good. Hey, where's the Texas Roadhouse contingent here? Oh, stop. Because I hear Texas. Well, I don't hear. I know. Their bread is phenomenal. Jake got forced to be a dishwasher at Texas Roadhouse for like 13 minutes. <laughs> He's like, no, no, I'm out, bro. I'm out. Yeah, the problem was... Was that the worst job you've ever had? Easily. Easily. Worse than Chick-fil-A breading chicken sandwiches. Yeah, because the problem was I just hated... Like, it was different. At Chick-fil-A, it's just a a machine. Like, you just literally the same thing over and over and over, like, for eight hours. But at Texas Roadhouse, at least the dish is different every time. The problem is, is is that Texas Roadhouse, at least back then... Didn't close until like eleven, and so you're working until what, like one, oh, at dude, least. No man, come on. And then as a dishwasher, you know the other problem. Hate to be this, you know, Captain Obvious here. You leave work soaking wet. 
Oh. And it's brutal. Stop that. No. So they're like, hey, no. here, little buddy, here's your apron so you don't get wet, even though it's a cloth apron, not a rubber one. Nah, bro. And then what happens? Apron gets wet, pants get wet, shirt gets wet. Like, dude, it's brutal. Uh, RB, haven't been to Olive Garden since high school homecoming dance. Uh, too much gravy says salad got gets soggy after a while. Oh, yeah, it's Spangler salad, says disgusting. OG Gary says, bro, chill. It's Olive Garden. Stop. Okay. Fugazi restaurant, bro? <laughs> what? Breadstick in the Alfredo sauce. Yes. Jeremy Callahan. So I said, yeah. What if you put some goldfish in a bowl, cracker cereal, or chip soup? Stop. Um. No. No, Callahan. Uh, Critchfield says uh, Olive Garden is Italian McDonald's. No, 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 no. Maybe I've lost my fastball. No, no, no. I'm not telling you to go to Olive Garden and get pasta. No. But the one of the best takeout meals, you and your honey. I'm telling you, soup, salad, and breadsticks. You get the pasta vajol. Yeah, the vajol. You know, I'm telling you. Oh, God. Spangler. Olive Garden can't hold a candle uh, to Terrazano's. Okay. Giggity. I thought the OG in OG Gary was for Olive Garden. Oh. No. <laughs> oh, my Gary God. Gary out here being a two-faced oh about God. Olive Garden right now, bro. Getting called out. Oh, my God. This is wild, dude. This is wild. Okay. Boss Frog for $100. Bro, who do you think you are out here right now with this, bro? Give Aaron the damn tickets. Thoughts on Razorbacks over seven on the win to over. Over. Oh, and I we were just looking at Arkansas's schedule. Wait, what? what is it? What are we? What is Arkansas this? over under wins. Oh, well. Mm. I mean, their schedule is not easy. It's not. Arkansas' schedule is certainly not Alabama. I mean, it's not Michigan easy. I mean, come on. West Carolina, Kent State, BYU, 3-0. 3-0. At LSU, 3-1. Yep. Home for Texas A&M, 4-1. At Old Miss. 4-2. At Alabama. 4-3. Mississippi State, 5-3. Mm-hmm. At Florida. Five and four. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. Auburn, six and four. FIU, seven and four. Missouri, eight and four. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, Missouri, Florida International, Auburn, Mississippi State. The Texas A&M game, I think, could be a swing game. Yes. But even call it a loss. Because you've got BYU for five, Kent State for six, West Carolina for seven. What's the What's the number, though? <laughs> On the on the actual line, so yeah. I think what's it'll the go, what's the juice? Yeah, what's the? Juice I think that's that's, that's a question. huge question. Yeah, that's a huge question. Yeah, I think appreciate that tip too. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, I I think I'd go over seven. I would go over seven, but it depends what the money line actually is. Like, if you're saying it's, you know, what. Plus, if it's like plus two hundred, you're great. Yeah, I, I. Yeah, I'd have to know what the what the vig is. I'd have to know like where do you you know like. Yeah. Now you're gonna make me watch Arkansas football every week, every single week. 
every week. It's fair. SEC schedule with four losses is like a Big 12 schedule with one loss. Dude, you guys, have you seen Alabama's schedule? I'm not even joking. Have you seen Alabama's schedule is ridiculous. And then I'm just curious. Anybody see Georgia's schedule here? (laughs) This is embarrassing. If you look at Georgia's schedule, I mean, they don't have a real game until September 30th with Auburn. Yeah. And then Kentucky at Vandy, Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss are all of Florida, Missouri, and Ole Miss are at home, Tennessee and Georgia Tech on the road. The average, uh, the average line for Arkansas seven wins is plus 100 for over. Georgia, which is the schedule you're looking at here, the line, the number is 11, over under Ooh. 11, plus 130 over, minus 150 under. Oof. So on They're Arkansas, begging you to take the over. On Arkansas, I think you're definitely taking the over, and I think you're taking it confidently. On Georgia, well, let's count them up again. You think you got 12 there? Oh, yeah. UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, UAB. They're better than Auburn, Kentucky, Vandy, Florida, Missouri. And then the question is Old Miss. That's at home, so I'm giving them, I'm giving them 11 right there. At Tennessee, that's the game of the year. I think they're 12 wins. Georgia Tech. Yeah, over. Over. I think they're 12 wins. Yeah, over, dude. And, and less, more super more super speeders show up. First team all SRT. Right? And I don't know what Tennessee does to replace the quarterback who is awful. Damn, good Hannah Hugo. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. OG Gary says Georgia going 12-0 and for sure. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think everybody loses one game. Everybody loses one game. There's no doubt about that. G. Lee says uh, UT Martin, a high school team. Seriously. But yeah. <laughs> then Alabama, an excuse, this cough is getting the best of me, dude. And it's not even a cough. It's post-nasal drip. And I'm like overdosing on Advil allergy sinus. So frustrating. It is so frustrating because it's that little cough that you'll be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> just out of nowhere. And it's like, dude, are you, is that tuberculosis? Yeah, dude, are you, are you all right? Doc dude? Holiday, take it easy, yeah, right? Like, the coronavirus. No, oh, stop. Affects <laughs> me. Uh, here's Alabama, Middle Tennessee, and then that's it. And, and here's the line. Here's the line before you read their schedule. Alabama. Over-under is 10. That's the number. 120, plus 120 over, minus 140 under at 10 wins. Please continue. Middle Tennessee to lead it off. Texas week two. At South Florida, Ole Miss. At Mississippi State. At A&M. Home for Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU. At Kentucky. Home for Chattanooga. Iron Bowl against Auburn at Auburn. Under. You got to go under. Because I think they're going to – they always have that game. Mm-hmm. They're going to beat Texas, I think. I don't – I see, again, that's the one that yeah, – I don't think you can confidently say that. Three weeks. Yeah. I mean, Three it's, weeks that's to a go. tough game, dude. But, te- I, I, again, and I make the argument, and, and I have no problem fighting for my life on it. I think Texas is arguably the most talented roster in the country. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in Steve Sarkeesian? Because his coaching staff is beyond reproach. And if I believe you put any of the top five coaches in the country, Kyle Whittingham has Texas's roster, they go undefeated. You put 
Nick Saban. Yeah. They go undefeated. They're that talented. But isn't that the point with Saban, though? Because I, I completely agree. I mean, isn't that the point, though? Yes. That Saban seemingly, on paper, doesn't necessarily have Texas's roster, but somehow finds a way to get his team to play better than Texas. I think Steve Sarkeesian's career is on the line this year at Texas. Yeah. It's been – I think somebody tweeted me it's been 5,000 days since they won the the a Big 12 championship. Yeah. 5,000 days. Yeah, I think it was like 20, Come on 2009, now. I think. I, I, I think that's, a, I that's probably a three-loss schedule. Right? I, I think that South Florida game is going to be a meat grinder. And then I think Lane Train comes to Bryant-Denny and wins. That old Miss game, that old Miss game is a ball breaker, dude. It is absolutely a ball breaker. Like, man. Oh. I, I, you know. Uh, Cowboy Country says Texas will just be fine. If they struggle, he will pull Ewers and put in Arch Manning. Well, everybody's already calling for Arch Manning because of the scrimmage. This is this. But again, Texas going to Longhorn, right? Why are you not starting Arch Manning? Like this, you win that kid, uh, that kind of recruit, start him. Yeah. Get, give the kid four years to be amazing. Yeah. Ride him, dude. No. Oh, got to go. Ewers been here, hardworking kid. And who cares? His last name's Manning. Play him. Yeah, last time Texas was in the Big 12 championship game was 2018, and they lost. Last time they won the Big 12 championship was 2009. And they've been six times and won three, 96, 05, and 09. Yeah. Jeremy they Callahan. Yep. They've had better rosters before. If they've had better rosters, I'll, I, mm. uh, RB says medical cannabis is legal in Utah. Neat. That's super cool, bro. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Renee Roca, I have Texas going eight and four. Get the, they will, eight and four. They, no way. Dude, they, hey, let's do it. Pull it up. Let's do it again. How, how I, I, I is don't Texas know, I don't going 8-4? Like, uh, how, dude? And let me pull their... Here's Texas. Rice at Alabama. Okay, let's say they lose at Alabama. One loss. Wyoming at Baylor. Kansas. Oklahoma at Houston. BYU. I think their next danger game after the K-State game, you got to go to Dallas and play TCU. I think that's their next danger game. They're way better than Baylor. They're better than Kansas. They're better than Oklahoma. They're better than Houston. They're better than BYU. I think they're better than K-State. I think TCU is going to be, I think Sonny Dykes. Boys in Vegas have them at nine and a half over under minus 140 to go over. You got to go over. You got to go over. That's a tough one, dude. Nine and a half is a tough number. Rice, one. Yeah. Alabama, give them the loss. Yep. Wyoming, two. Two. Baylor, three. Three. Kansas, four. Four. Oklahoma, five. Five. Houston, six. six. BYU, seven. Seven. K State, that if that that game's at DKR, so I'm going with 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 Texas. That's eight. TCU loss. That's two losses. Iowa State nine. Texas Tech at DKR. Ten wins. Ten and two. I think 10 and 2 is reasonable with Alabama and TCU being losses. And they could probably they could probably win that TCU game with where TCU's at. Not the TCU's way down. Well, T- TCU's going to backslide. Yeah, I don't think there's, there's any doubt. Yeah, there's questions. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt. Yeah. But I think a year from now Houston's going to be a much better team. 
I have no idea what Oklahoma will be chemistry-wise. Talent, they have it. But is is Brent Venables ready to I, – I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Kansas, good, not as good as Texas. Baylor, Dave Aranda's got to show me something. Yeah. Got to show me something. And K-State, if that game was in Manhattan, I'd probably take K-State. But it's not. It's in Austin. You're done. Yeah. You're done. Yep. So – and I, I think the shootout, or excuse me, the Red River rivalry, I think Texas is going to own that game. Yes. Because I just, I don't, I don't buy it. And Oklahoma, by the way, coming into that game, Oklahoma should be in really good shape. Oklahoma should be undefeated. Because it's Arkansas State, SMU, and I know SMU, millions and trillions of dollars worth of collectives and NIL money and shit, but they don't win anything. Look at look at this over-under for Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's got good money. Six and a half is all you're at for over-under in Oklahoma State. Oklahoma, however, is in a different place. Nine and a half over-under. Because they're playing a cupcake schedule. The good news, though, for all of our uh, uh, position holders... Is that it's plus one oh two, which is nice. Okay. Here's you guys ready for this is a this this is a P five schedule. Second, Allegedly. Second only to Georgia. Arkansas State SMU at Tulsa at Cincinnati. Iowa State, Texas in the Red River thing. Shootout. Uh UCF at home. That game's in Norman. At Kansas. At Okie State, Bedlam. West Virginia at BYU TCU. I think that's a two-loss schedule for Oklahoma. Two loss, it should be a two-loss schedule. It's got potential to be a four-loss schedule, though. Eh, they're not going to lose to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. I want Oklahoma State to be good. I want them to be good. I don't see him being that good. I'm a man! And I, to his credit... And I know we've beaten this into the ground, but Venables has brought a bunch of dudes in in the portal. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma's Oklahoma's better than Oklahoma State until they're not. Like, until they're not. Until I'm not a. I'm not. I. And with all due respect, with all due respect to Mike Gundy, because I love my guy. Yeah. You got to show me now. Yep. You got to show me now. I agree. I, I didn't love his comments at Big 12 Media Day. I love the guy. He's talking way too much about Bedlam. Yeah. Hey, look, uh, recruit, transfer portal, development. Yep. Show me. Show me. The mullet's still glorious, but going to a bowl game is not what Oklahoma State's about. Who who in the Poke – like, who's who's after that? What? Who amongst the Pokes fans here is after that? Nobody's after going to a bowl game. Nobody. You want to go to the bowl game. Yeah, but Oklahoma State's not that guy right now, dude. I, I'm telling you, the uh, great Dane for two dollar is Slovis the guy? Can he shock the Big Twelve? I don't think so. I mean, I'm a big Keaton's a guy that I really like. I mean, he is a he's a nice guy. I loved meeting him, talking to him, like just a super nice dude. Great leader, excellent demeanor, excellent mentality, excellent human being by all accounts. You don't bounce from SC to Pitt to BYU. There's something there. And I think this is going to be an incredibly difficult year for BYU. Yeah. They, they thank, thank the good Lord above that they remade the coaching staff. God bless. Because 
I just think this is an uphill fight to get into the Big 12 like this. It's first year, man. And you know, but but again, what's year two bring? And hell's coming with them. Yeah. You look at the four corner school coming in. I'm telling you, Arizona's going to be a better football team than most people think. I'm telling you. Now, Kenny Dillingham, here's a shocker. Here's a shocker. The quitter quarterback from Notre Dame's hurt. So now one of his because I I I was counting today, and I do believe he has. 93 quarterbacks active on the roster at Arizona State. Right. Now they're having a quarterback competition because Drew Pine, who knew Drew Pine would flame out? What? Drew Pine's hurt. Because it's garbage. So Arizona State's got a quarterback competition. Mm. But I think Kenny's going to probably turn that program around. I think he's a good football man. I think the world of, of my guy Kyle Whittingham, we've talked about that. Right. And I just think Deion Sanders in year three is going to be a murderer. And I think this year and next year, he's going to take some some beatdown. He'll go to a bowl next year, not this year, when he's going to win three games. Yeah. And then in two years from now, I think he's going to be very good. But you look at BYU now and then BYU next year, year two is going to be much more difficult than year one. Yeah. You add those, you add the four corner school, good night. Good night. I think it's going to be very, very difficult. Uh, Cowboy Country says, I have Texas going 9-3, and three, lost to Alabama, K-State, and TCU. Not at home. Dude, they should beat K-State. K-State's a damn good team, but they should beat K-State. If, if that roster, again, I know everyone says, oh, they've had better. Well, that might be true. They've got a damn good roster this year, and um, it's on Sark's back to get it done. At DKR. You got to win that game. It's a must win. It it is a it is a must must. You're telling me that 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 defense with the speed that they have is not going to be able to turn the football over? Come on now. And and more than that, do you guys like Pete Kwiatkowski, the brain trust on that defense? Yes. God damn, that is a defensive coaching staff with and and (laughs) drip is not the word (laughs) like. The bros that rolled in the, to Tarrant County from Texas, the, the Longhorns have it. Yeah, bro. And they they it, it's not arrogance. And, and I know everybody says, well, it's Texas, Texas football. They're arrogant as hell. Okay, call what you want. They're confident. They know who they are. Know who Jalen Ford is. Know who Jade Barron is. Like, Jade know Barron, these guys, dude. Jade Barron sat three feet to my right and said, I know what the offense is going to run. I know what they're running. How would you like to have the speed and athleticism and then you have those speedy athletes on their iPads studying film? Like John A. Barron told us, when we were talking to him, he was like, yeah, I don't go to house parties. I, I study my film on my iPad. He stu- He's a college kid who was telling us he doesn't go to house parties. He studies film. Yeah. Do you... Let that sink in, man. He is all, he is all about. They are all of that defense is going to be. That's crazy. what I'm saying. Like I, I'm not I'm not a Texas fan, but I I do think after talking to these guys a little bit, and that interview is on the channel. Highly recommend you go watch it. It was outstanding in my opinion. Uh, I, these guys are prepared. They're ready, and they just have. You know when you're talking to someone who's ready to go and ready to just go get the job done. You know when you're talking to that kind of person, they seem like. They're ready to go get the job done. We know what they're running. Like, just like that. He said it just like, he literally said it's like taking candy from a baby. I know what they're running. (laughs) 
You can hate Texas as most people do. And I don't have an issue with that. Hate SC, hate Texas, but, hate Alabama. But you will watch. Yes, you will. You will watch Texas play football. Yes. Because they are going to be fast. They are going to be physical. And I think Arch Manning, it's just a matter of time, dude. Yes. It is just a matter of time because the one thing you know about Arch Manning is he knows where to get his marinara meatballs. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered in tangy tang marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Use the promo code Monty25. Order your pizza at Papa Murphy's Pizza through their mobile app. Super easy to use. You can order it at 4 a.m. for a 4 p.m. pickup. You don't even have to talk to people. You open the front door. There's a to-go rack. It's got your name on it. Pick it up. Walk out. Go home. Done in 20 minutes. You're not waiting for a delivery guy that you're hoping didn't smash it. The best part about the pizza at Papa Murphy's, the calzones, the marinara meatballs, the take and bake chocolate chip cookies, best ingredients. Fresh, made daily in the store. Hook it up. Papa Murphy's Pizza. The official pizza of the Monty Show. Whew, two hours down, one hour to go. Hour number three of the Monty Show is presented by the official golf course of the Monty Show, Canyons Golf. Yes, I will be there all weekend long. Love seeing all our listeners up there. Love that you guys are sending me pictures golfing on the course. Let's go, man. I've got my PXGs. Bring your bring that Titleist nonsense. Bring your bring your Callaway iron because nonsense. It's uh, and, and I'll just be waiting for you to, to, to you know, to take your shot because I'm going to be past you on the fairway. That's just the facts of the case, yo. I love playing golf. Love, love, love playing golf. Who's golfing with us this weekend? Let's Do go it. to Canyons Golf in Park City. Make sure you check them out, Park City Mountain. <coughs> See, I fought See? it off almost. Yeah, yeah. Parkcitymountain.com, parkcitymountainresort.com. Uh, click on golf or just search Canyons Golf. Park City, it'll come right up. Book your tee times. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. I tee off pretty much every Saturday morning at 7 a.m. and every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Some guys don't play on Sundays anymore because, you know, hey, that's who they've become. Those of us that are dedicated to the game. Congratulations, but that's bullshit. Guy they, takes one Sunday off and call, all of a sudden They don't he's call not, me Eldrick for nothing. Oh, please. They don't say, hey, please. Monty, hey, Monty, you getting stroked? Hell yeah. <laughs> They know you know. You getting stroke. You gotta get stroked. Honestly, that's our stroking guys. You guys know that's Brooks Kepka from from Live Golf. You gotta get stroked. Talking about pace of play and with Cantley. Yeah, with Cantley. Honestly, that's our stroking guys. And who, by the way, choked again. By the way, who choked this weekend? Yep. Uh, at the St. Jude, which I loved. They're at the BMW in Chicago this weekend. And all is right in the world, and Lucas Glover wins. Lucas Glover wins. Cantley choked. And that was that was Brooks Kepka being asked about how you penalize guys. Honestly, that, that's our stroking guys. That are playing too slow. And he rolled out with. You got to get stroked. I'd start stroking guys. Honestly, that's our stroking guys. He knew what he was saying. I think I've hit it every time. He knew what he was saying. And I love him for it. Canyons Golf, the official golf club of the Monty Show. 
super affordable too, man. I'm telling you, hook it up, Canyons Golf. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty program. All right, let's get your thoughts in here. Hey, uh, Corinne uh, Byerly, Corian By, uh, CB. Let's go, CB. (laughs) Yeah. Good to see you, CB. Love it. Uh, Curtis for $2. BYU will upset Texas again. Taysom still running. Oh, please. One of the great moments in, in Bronco Mendenhall history. Dabo's 805 winning percentage. Venables is Will Muschamp 2.0. Great DC, but that's what I'm saying. James Knight, back to the OG name with less salt, LOL. Where's my 4X gold? Yeah, See, dude, James I, lives in Australia. Yeah. Right? Had an <laughs> Australian in studio today, James. Yeah. Callum Von Moger was in studio today. Yeah. And I told him, I'm not going to let you in here if you're going to welch on your bets like your good friend, Salty Drunk, James He Knight, has our full respect. Who owes me a case of 4X Summer, which is beer. And I'll the best beer in the world. I love best it. Best beer. Yeah. 4X Gold. Oh. They have a summer series. Oh, dude. Yes, sir. And James lost like multiple bets. We're up to like multiple kegs now. Yeah, you're getting that into Phil Nicholson territory, dude. Yeah, like, come, come on. on now. Come on. Come on now. And yes, I know. I know. Good you're to see all you, pissed James. off. We haven't talked enough NBA. It's August, dude. I'm trying, Relax. dude. I'm trying. Um, big bad brass bulls. Not much going in sports right now, but you two seem to be making it interesting anyways. Well worth my $2 membership. Thanks. Thank yeah, you, I appreciate you, balls. Thank see, you. Thank you for backing us up. Thank yes, yes, yes. Thank you for. I think there's a ton of football to talk about. There is. There's a. I, I love talking football. When the end, it, listen. I think you guys know this is a, a massive NBA show here. We love the NBA. I love Major League Baseball, but when am I going to talk to the Cubs? You guys know the Cubs are going to break my heart. You know the Yankees are going to be a 500 team after tonight. Anthony Rizzo should have never left the Cubs. There's your baseball take of the day. Uh, Cowboy Country. For 10 bucks, Thank you. I'm not worried about Okie State. Colin Oliver moving to linebacker. He is a stud. Yes. Better be. OSU defense uh, will be better next year. Zane Flores will start at QB. He was the best high school QB in Nebraska. 2024 is Okie State's year. Better be. Uh, and donuts. Golf fun. Jake, how's the new clubs? Excellent. Outstanding. Uh, highly recommend. Uh, I would say that now disclaimer, haven't had a chance to swing Callaways or Titleist, whatever. Uh, but I, I love my PXGs, you know, I think the wedges are outstanding. Uh, I love the customizability too. Uh, the grips. I was, I was a Callaway guy though. Yeah. And I left Callaway to go to a PXG. Yeah. I'd always been a John Daly, big Bertha driver guy. The PXGs are way... The grips? Yeah, the grips are outstanding. Uh, you know, I, I would say... You know, one of my favorite things is the wedges. The the wedges, for me, are the best part of my bag. You know, the irons are nice. That's great and everything. But when I'm playing well, I only ever hit, you know, nine wedge and lofted wedges. So, for me... And yeah. the fitting experience is spectacular. Our guy Garrett down in Provo, Utah, is the uh, the PXG rep here. Yeah, fantastic dude to get fit with. Like, and and listen, and and something you should know. Garrett told me to get the get the tour bag. I didn't listen to dude. I I cheaped out. Right, went one one tier down, and now I regret it. The tour the PXG tour bag is so nice, dude. Well worth uh, the money. Yeah, I'm telling you, and yeah, it's not a contest. PXG. Real quick golf club talk here on the Monty Show. The PXG Gen 6 driver 
is more boom than any big birth I've ever had. And they actually have a program where you can bring in your driver to any, like any of the PXG stores around the country. You can go in and test your driver against the Gen 6 PXG driver. And it, it's a great program. I Find them on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Not that they advertise here, but... And if you tweet at them, they're one of they're actually a company that will respond to you. They have people. Yeah, I'm telling you, I don't miss my the the irons. The the I have Gen 5 PXG irons. I hit my fairway irons really well. I am next season I am gonna play long irons because I am I am trying I'm between hybrids and long irons. And I'm just now hitting my hybrid really well. Mm-hmm. I had a two hundred yard hybrid the other day at Canyons that the was hybrid's gorgeous when you get it. It was spectacular. And yeah. Garrett gave me a little trick to to adjust the shaft position on my hybrid. Yeah. That worked. And I will say I turned the uh I turned the shaft on my PXG driver to negative one and a half. So it closes the face down a little bit. I- incredible. Now if I could get my weight forward, mm, it would be amazing. But yeah, Jake doesn't golf anymore. He sleeps in with his girlfriend now. So isn't that right, Jake? Yeah, that's, man, you couldn't have said it better. Wow, mm, man. <laughs> he, he missed one <laughs> Sunday of golf, and I am breaking <laughs> balls like there is no tomorrow. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Mark 324, does Jakey use those plastic kids clubs? He does. Yeah, yep. He does. Yep. Yeah. That's right, T. Uh, RB says, drive me to Kepka's lady. Seriously, dude, Genesis. Bro, hello. Dude. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, you have one and a half inch shafts? No. Hiscock would be. It's, I actually have a half inch longer shaft. Ask your mom. Um, <laughs> I think I've hit it every time. Bill Self's eight nineteen winning percentage. Monty just says he turned the shaft of his driver. I do have a guy that drives me everywhere around. You know. No, we should not go there. You gotta get uh, stroked. No, you don't. Too much gravy <laughs> for my biscuits. <laughs> Can Tiger help us guys on how to stroke? I actually believe he can. Honestly, that's our stroking guys. Uh, Cowboy country. (laughs) That drop is undefeated. Uh, Staying home with the gal or going golfing. I think Jake made the better choice. Well, you have to have balance in life. And when certain individuals travel a lot, you got to do what you got to do, man. And honestly, it'll be nice. This week, my hands won't hurt when I roll out to golf. My body will feel good. Like, you know, you play a lot of golf, your hands start to hurt. Mine don't. Well, I just hit bombs. Okay. Uh, Jim Choi, Monty's going to be a grandpa soon. <laughs> right? I uh, think I've hit it every time. Jeremy Callahan, boom, roasted. Ron Nolan, how the heck are you? I've painted a Y on my trash can. I put it out on the street every Friday morning. Then I believe it's dumped on Lavelle Edwards Stadium on Monday. Um. I. I don't think that's true. Uh, OG Gary says, James getting stroked. Okay, we'll move on. RB, plus or minus 10 wins for USC? Plus. I think USC. USC is the one program. Program. Is there an undefeated undefeated team this season? I think it's Georgia. Georgia. I think it's Georgia. Nine and a half over under in Vegas for USC. I look at you at, I mean, how many losses are on this schedule? I think three. San Jose State, Nevada, Stanford, at Arizona State, at Colorado, Arizona, all of those are wins. They will be 6-0. and 
at Notre Dame in the middle of November, uh, October, October 14th. When? Primetime game when? at Notre Dame. When? When? If They're going to outgun him, dude. If Caleb's healthy, they beat Notre Dame. Utah at the Coliseum. When? At Cal. When? Washington. Loss. Oregon at Oregon. When? You think they're beating Oregon and Oregon? Yes, because that's a shootout kind of game. UCLA rivalry at the Coliseum. Win. So you think they lose one game? I do. Now, see again, and we can debate this. I'm mm-hmm. open. To, I, I I'm happy to do this. Yeah. Tell me, Washington's not the second best team in the Pac-12. Well, look at the AP top twenty-five. Well, I think Washington is. They. Can we just forget that they released the, the AP poll? I mean, it's absolute garbage, dude. Can, can we just, uh, you know. Because it's garbage. It is. Washington and USC, I think, are just a tick better until Cam Rising gets back to Utah. Well, and I think we need to see what Oregon actually has. You know, Oregon's always got a lot of respect preseason, but you got to show me what you have. I, I felt like last season, because they lost so big to, to Georgia, it took them two weeks to get over that. Dan you know? Lanning. It's going to get a severely sour dose of karma. Yeah. That whole Dion Colorado thing that Dan Lanning did, I just don't know what you were thinking. Yeah. I, like, why are you talking smack on Colorado? They're still in the conference. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, the thing I didn't love about the Dan Lanning prime thing is that, dude, you're supposed to be this conference leading program. You're supposed to be way better than prime you're supposed to be oregon and colorado sucks and they've done nothing why do you need to talk trash on a team that is not even close to you you know what i mean it's like it's that whole thing where it's like hey if they're not even close to you why do you got to pay time to them why pay attention to them why pay energy to them why give them any kind of credit now i know he was asked a question and i get it but dan lanning is not a dumb individual dan lanning understands how to play the game and he made a choice there so for me i look at dan and i say hey dude Bro, and this is why I said when it happened. Dude, the first year you get into the Big Ten, you damn well better beat Ohio State, right? You better beat Michigan. I don't want to hear you talking smack on crap programs who have a first-year head coach and a bunch of NIL and portal activity only to go out and pick on someone your own size and lose by three possessions. That's not going to be good enough for Dan. So I thought it was a bad look, and that's why I say that aside – I think we don't know what Oregon is. I think we know Oregon's, you know, a good team, but just how good? Are we talking double-digit wins or are we talking 7-8 wins? I mean, that's what I think you really got to figure out because I put faith in SC because Lincoln recruits his ass off and he knows how to put together 50-point games like nobody's business. Yeah. And so you can get, you know, you can give him eight wins just on that alone. So if you're going to get eight wins, all you got to do is play some defense in the other three games, and you're going to be a 10-win team. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, unlike you, I don't hate Lincoln Riley for no reason at all. Uh, I respect the Lincolnator. Um, I, I just think the Pac-12 is a meat grinder. Uh, I mean, if, if today I had to bet my life on a, a conference winner, I would take the bullet because I have no idea who's going to win this conference I think it's that close. They're going to beat each other up. There are massive October, November games. Mm -hmm. And I I think there's a lot of pride on the line to win the last true authentic Pac-12 championship. Mm -hmm. And I think Kyle Whittingham's got his bros ready to go because they were disrespected in this 
meaningless AP poll. Um, I think that USC, dude, he's got dudes all over the place. Caleb Williams is going to win back-to-back Heismans. I, I mean, listen, I, I, I think everybody's got questions. Who's the starting quarterback at Georgia? Um, you know, how good is the offense at Alabama going to be? I mean, we can go up and down, right? I think arguably you could we could fight over is Michigan the best team in the country? I don't think so, but there are some who say they are. Mm-hmm. Is this a down year for Ohio State and all 800 of their starting wide receivers? Because they, uh, they have amazing wide receivers. Yeah, I don't know. But the funny thing is, at, at the end of October, it's always Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, Bama, LSU. Like You have all these blue bloods who are always there, and occasionally Cincinnati shows up to the party. Yeah. And occasionally, Boston State shows up to the party. Who's the who's the Boise State this year? Who's oh, the Cincinnati. Cincinnati this year? Right? That that's because that's what the formula in college football is every single year. Yeah. Every single year. Is it K State this year that shocks everybody? And I don't know. Who's the TCU? Yeah. I think it's Texas Tech. And and I know I everybody says, Mommy, you gotta lay off the the happy lattice, bro. It's getting into your glands now. <laughs> your glands. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. It's glandular. But I'm telling you right now, Joey McGuire and those MFers in, in Lubbock, they don't care what you I'm think of them. They don't. Do you understand the body mass index of that defensive line? I'm for real. That offense is going to be... I'm, I, I'm a Texas Tech believer. I am. I think they're beating Oregon on September 9th. I think they're beating Oregon. I, I, they I, are. Sorry, bro. I don't think that you're going to Lubbock in September and winning. I don't because I'm not a Bo Nix guy. There's a reason that you're thriving in a system totally manufactured for you. The problem is Texas Tech has the beef up front to make sure that you feel the pain. I, I am. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, I am in that that defense, dude. I'm in. They're gonna score points. Water's wet in Texas Tech's got 28 in the first half. Yeah, so I'm I'm in. I am in for certain. Mike Smith, how long before ATM says uh, get out, Jimbo? Dude, his buyout's huge. Yeah, Yidge. Yidge. Jim Choi, who's the TCU this year? Joey McGuire. I totally agree. Aaron Wilson, pew, pew. Man, that video was awesome. Dude, it's just too bad that you're excluded from winning. Bro, they would owe Jimbo $77 million, dog. Pain train. Bro. Pain train. RB, Oregon State is the blast of state this season. That's a 10-win team. That's a 10-win team. Mount West champions. Oh, wait, that's next year. They're, that's a 10-win team. <laughs> It, it, it's a, it's one of the great tragedies of college football that Oregon State's going to the Mountain West. Yep. It's not the right thing to do. It is not the right thing to do. Uh, too much uh, gravy for my biscuits. Needs some more fart sounds. Dude, we're not at that time in the program yet, and we don't have a reason to play fart sounds. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, how would K-State be a shock? There wouldn't be a shock. Um, they are defending champions of a P5 conference 
only one of two teams to beat a college football playoff runner-up. But yeah, th- those are facts. Those are facts. Doing it two years in a row validates what you did last year. So are you who we thought you were last year? Were we all wrong? Show me what you got. Every week, I think, is a proving ground for K-State. 100%. And you got to understand, too, again, love Will Howard, love K-State, but the reality is you're K-State. So you're always going to fly under the radar until you're 5-0, and 6-0, and 7-0. and Like, yeah. you got to get to that stage every season before totally. people start paying attention. Totally. Uh, Aaron Wilson, Texas Tech is one of the biggest, fastest, strongest teams on P5 on paper. Facts. Facts. What is there not to like, well, you could be a little more, you could be, you could be deeper at certain skilled positions, but you've, you've got horses, dude. Dude, you can nitpick them to death. The reality is you you're can totally nitpick everybody. right, dude. Like, yeah, they're probably going to have 28 at the half, uh, and they're probably going to be in a lot of shootouts. That's just the reality of it. Yeah. I, I, I think they're great. Ruff's official says Texas Tech was 8-5 and five last year, 7-6 and six the year before. Congratulations. You know how to work Google. I don't know what that means. At Texas Tech is they're they're too deep. Have you looked at their too deep? Like studying that team for Big Twelve football media days was a pleasure cruise, and then talking and they're just standing around talking to their dudes. Didn't get them on the show, Jacob. When's Joey coming on? I'm working on it. Uh huh. Never. Uh, I know reset. <laughs> Working on it. But talking to Joey McGuire for three minutes, talking to Dana Holgerson on the show, talking to, like, you just, you know it. You know it. There's a reason Neil Brown didn't want to talk. There's a reason West Virginia came and went like the wind. Yeah. You know it. And it is Texas. It is TCU. It is Texas Tech. This conference is, this going to be a great year. Yeah. I, I think... Certainly, the Big 12 is better than the Big 10. Certainly, the Big 12 is better than the ACC. Although, again, Florida State's really critical to that part of the discussion. But I think the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are the two best football conferences in the country. Does that mean they have the best teams? It does not. I didn't say that. I said they're going to make people pissed. I get it. You're you're turnt. I understand (laughs) it. It's late in Texas, and it's fucking hot. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the is. Pac-12 and the Big 12 are the two best conferences in football this coming year. Yep. Because I'm telling you now, there's four teams in the Pac-12 that can win it. Oregon, Washington, Oregon State, and, of course, the Jutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, throw in USC. That's five teams in the conference who can win it. And I don't know that I'm ready to write off, fully write off. Nah, Chip doesn't have it. I, I maintain Washington's the best there. I Yeah. Texas, Texas is, I think Texas is great. I think Texas can play with Georgia and Alabama. We'll see. That comes down to Sark, dude. And by the way, what about Lane Train? Well. Lane Train's got some talent. Dude, you want to talk about a guy that, you know, you can't believe it until you see it on the field? That's Lane Train. He is that. He is that guy. He is that guy. I would agree with that. But I'm a huge Lane Train guy. I'm a huge Lane Train guy. I just... I, I think when you look at what makes good football teams, and I, I, I know that this is not rocket science or depth, development, 
quality, experienced depth that's not, hey, transfer portal, 15 minutes in the program, Oklahoma. So a, a team like Texas Tech. Yeah. In the system. They know, they know each other. They like each other. They spend time with each other. They've played big games together. They've lost big games together. They have won big games together. They have cried together. They have raged together. That's what I like about Texas Tech. They're deep. Fast. They're probably 50 guys deep. I'm certain they're too deep across. That's what I like about Texas. My only question with Texas is, how long until Arch Manning's a starting quarterback? <laughs> because... In college football, you got him or you don't. And if you've got him, you can't sit Arch Manning and waste even a snap. The guy's DNA says start him. His his scrimmage performances say start him. Quinn Ewers, with all due respect, my guy, transfer portal. You're not going to have the. It, you're not. It, you're not that guy, pal. We know that. Yeah. You're not that guy. Yeah. I'm telling you, Arch Manning is that guy. And the idea that you're not going to start him is, is wild to me. I, 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 and I'll compare it to the NFL. I look, <laughs> excuse me, I look at Anthony Richardson in Indianapolis. You're not that guy, pal. Yeah. Bryce Young in Carolina, you're that guy. You are that guy. And like Zachy Poo with the Jets, you're not that guy, Zach Wilson. Yep. Yep. And it pains me to say it again. Justin Fields in Chicago, you're not that guy. Dak Prescott. Ask me in two months if he's that guy. You know it. When you, you, you should be able to look at it. Pick your starting quarterback. Is he that guy? Yeah. Bo Nix, not that guy. I'm telling you, Keaton Slovis, great human being. Why aren't you at SC or Pitt? Why are you at BYU? Because you're not that guy. Yeah, and I, I respect the hell out of him. But it, And I want to see it. Because he has been wildly accurate from what I understand. But we'll see. I just, I, I, I you know it in quarterbacks, you guys, you know it when you see it. Yes. And it, it, when you have a quarterback who there's nothing you can throw at him that he hasn't seen, you're like, damn, dudes, he, he should be a lawyer at the Advocates. Getting knocked around in an accident is awful. That's why you need someone to look out for you. Call the advocates for your free consultation, and we'll keep you from getting knocked around. Yes. Nothing. That was just tip, good. You tip your cap. Come no, on, I'm not man. tipping you after yesterday's discussion. No, I'm not. Uh, the advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. You guys, if you got hurt at work today, that's hell on earth, man. When you get hurt at work. And you've got your boss and his HR director and their workman's comp insurance. Hey, you're going to be okay. We're going to take care of you. You're going to get paid. You're going to have a job. That's the script. What's the reality versus what's scripted? You have absolutely nothing to lose by going to the advocates at theadvocates.com. Chat with the best workman's comp attorneys in the business at theadvocates.com. And if you... If you're in a good spot, they're going to tell you, hey, yeah, you're in a good spot, man. They're going through this, X, Y, Z. There's not an injury situation the advocates have not seen. And if you don't need an attorney or if you don't, if, if the advocates are not what you need, they're going to tell you that, which is what I love about the advocates. The advocates are very good at what they do. They're not just out looking for clients, right? They're trying to help people. 
And when you're in need and you're in a situation, the advocates are going to tell you, hey, you need to take decisive action. Here's what we're going to do for you. There's no better way to get peace of mind than have the best in the business fighting for you on your side, being your advocate, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business. A couple of more comments um, because we have to get to we have to get to a couple of other things. I really want to talk about. I want to talk about this Neymar thing. This did, I'll explain it. Uh, Justin Bingham, Monty always crushing on the BYU quarterback. He's a good dude. He is a really good dude. Just got to see it on the field, man. I'm just being honest. I, you know. I'm I'm just being honest. I'm just saying. Uh, Tanner Plummer, he just said Slovis is not that guy, Justin. Not until he is. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Not until he is. Uh, Bill Self's winning percentage. Are the advocates representing Rose? Which Rose? Uh, Tanner Plummer, I do think that if Slovis trusts the game plan and relies on the guys around him, I think BYU might have a shot at six wins. Whew. Have you, you, I'm a, like, no, B.Y., Brigham Young. Or you mean, do you mean Brigham Young University football? They let football? you down. If BYU wins six games, put a statue up for Kalani. Yeah. Sam Houston, Southern Utah, at Arkansas, at Kansas, Cincinnati, at TCU, Texas Tech, at Texas, at West Virginia, <laughs> at West Virginia, Iowa State, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Listen to just their road games. Arkansas, Kansas, TCU, Texas, West Virginia, Oklahoma, uh, or excuse me, Oklahoma State. Their home games, Cincinnati, Texas Tech, Iowa State, Oklahoma. Um, How are you? Like, do you understand? Six wins. They should start 2-0. and They better. Arkansas at Arkansas. I don't feel good about that. At Kansas. Cincinnati at home, that should be a win. TCU at TCU, nah, bro. So right there, you're at three wins. Yeah. Texas Tech at home. Loss. Loss. At Texas, let's move on. At West Virginia. Potential win, tight game. Can you make a play? That'd be four. Let's give it to them. Okay, four. Home for Iowa State. You should win that game. You should win that game. Five. Oklahoma at home. You're going to lose. Oklahoma State. Going to lose. I think five is the top of the mountain. And I'm, I am, I really like Scott Satterfield and the job he's doing at Cincinnati. And I still think one of the best slander lines ever. Well, Scott Satterfield can't recruit the Midwest, bro. Going to Cincinnati. What? He's a bum. What is? What do you mean? Can't recruit the mid. It's Scott yeah. Satterfield, man. He can recruit your mom's house. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, dude. Put him in front of parents and kids, and he's gonna get it done. Yeah. What are you talking about? But five wins max. Yeah. And that would be an achievement. I honestly think that would be an achievement because I think it's very, very difficult. Very, very difficult. OG Gary, get curry pizza on me specifically. The Binda special, it's not spicy. Your colon will handle it. Dude. You can Uber eat it or get it in Sojo on 106. Get straight. Okay. Mrs. Monty will love you for that. My colon's in fine shape. 
I had a colonoscopy, no problem. Yeah. Not even a polyp. This guy. Uh, Chris, Slovis had one good year at SC. He hasn't done anything since. Hmm? Cam Harrison, BYU is 4-1 against Texas and 2-0 against OU so far. Well, yeah, we'll see about all that, bro. We'll is see. Ta- is Taysom coming back? Just, I mean, I'm just asking. It's a legit question. Taters. OG Gary, Cougs are 5-7. and seven. Ron Nolan or two. Okay. Rene Roca, not to mention he has feet of stone. Well, I don't know about that. But he's not a running quarterback. No. There's no doubt about that. But I, I the, the thing that I'll find interesting, and it can, it, the offense at BYU is, should be far more open, right? And if you look at the, if you look at the, the wide receivers on this team, Cody Epps is an NFL caliber wide receiver. Yes, he is. He's got to stay healthy. Cody Epps is an NFL caliber wide receiver. And I understand Puka's not coming back. I, I totally get it. But you you look at the talent, like Talmadge Gunther, I think, can play. I, I, I'm i a believer. Like, you look at the guys on this team, Keanu Hill, like, I, I'm telling you, you've got dudes. The question is, is Isaac Rex, Rex going to be a player? Mason Wake retiring really hurts. Yes, I think, it does. I think he's a guy that BYU's going to miss. But it's not a question of do you have talent at the skill position. You have talent at the skill position. I mean, are we still going to be talking about conservative offense and, you know, like these scheme issues that they had? Or are you actually going to open it up and live with the results, man? Because that's what it's going to take in the Big 12. I'm a Cade Fennigan guy. I believe he should be the starting quarterback at BYU. But he's not. And Slovis is a veteran. He's going to take a beating this year. I think it's a tough schedule. It's a tough ascension into the top of the Big 12. Yeah. And I hope at some point, and, and I mean, you look at the quarterback job chart that you've got. Retzloff is a good quarterback. I mean, you you look at the talent that is, that is there, and I, I really hope that Cade Fennigan gets a shot to win a job. Yeah. That's a Texas quarterback. Like, I'm a... I'm a Fennigan guy. Yeah. And I know I've probably beaten that into the ground on this show by now. Yeah. You guys are probably tired of hearing that. But yep. I'm just saying. Uh, Mike Smith, Neil Brown, very good recruiter, bad coach. Not a matter of if, just when. That's it. Uh, toilet bowl. Actually, it depends on the QB. <laughs> the toilet okay. bowl. Okay. You know, I am not a believer. Uh, Ruff's official BYU goes six and six and loses the guaranteed rate bowl. Hey man, that again, lifetime contract. Yeah, for I, I think that'd be a hell of a season for them in year one lifetime, like give it to them because that would be, that would be flipping amazing. Yeah. All right. A uh, couple more things I want to get to real quick in the comments section here on the Monty show. After you hit the like button, please, uh, hit the like button. If you have not already, how do you guys watch TV? Did you guys see this statistic today that says streaming has more viewership than linear TV for the first time ever? Yeah. For the first time in the history of American television. 
more people are jutobing and using YouTube TV. Hi, that's me. Us. We. We. Thank you. Two O's in YouTube. Two O's in cord cutter. Um, Netflix, Hulu, Prime Video, Disney Plus. For the first time in history, more people are streaming than they are watching linear TV. And I, I never thought the day would come that I would say I cut the cord on DirecTV. I cut the cord on DirecTV last month. And I had to get a new TV because my TV was not ready for streaming. Yeah. And I will be honest with you, YouTube TV, as is, as is on this graphic, I'm a YouTube TV guy. Yeah. I hate flipping apps. I hate it. I hate going from YouTube TV to um, HBO Max <coughs> to my wife is a huge fan of Netflix. Right. To all, I, I hate it. Yeah. I cannot stand it. Yeah. But it's who we are today. I want to watch a baseball game. I got to flip from YouTube, YouTube TV to the baseball app. Yeah. It's who we are today. And there's going to be a way to figure it out. I know there is. Ken Williams, one of our great loyal listeners, has a solution for it. God damn, the Yankees are getting shellacked again. Marcelo Zuna just hit a three-run bomb in the first inning. It's 3 nothing Braves in Atlanta. Yeah, You got to fire Booney. At some point, you got to fire Booney. And, guy, it's the first inning. They're stopping on the third baseline to do a handshake with the third base coach. Act like you I, – anyway. The Yankees piss me off. How do you guys watch TV? Yeah, that, I think I that's mean, a huge question. Yeah, I mean, I I wasn't surprised to see this graphic. I think it's the way we're heading. Uh, I, I like I just said, I signed up for YouTube TV as well, and I think it's it's really easy to use. You know, we use it all day in the office. Like it's it's an easy product. You know, and easy. And and I I look at you know Max HBO Max for Hard Knocks like. You have your options, and yeah, flipping around apps sucks, but ultimately I think with the advancements in TV technology and the ability to move quickly through that process, I think it's getting better. It's still a pain in the ass. It's it still not fun, it but is. at least it's getting better, and so hopefully someone rolls that out. Yeah. Uh, Ron Loney says he watches only Monty fans. Only Monty fans. I like it. Okay. I like Got to get stroked. Yeah, I like it. Uh, OG Gary, I watch TV by turning it on. Well, <laughs> Gary, uh, Matthew Spence, I watch TV in my boxers with a dip in my mouth. You're the guy that has chaw cups all over the house. Yeah. <laughs> my, when I was a kid, my brother, brother, and I, I usually refer to him as my a-hole brother. Okay. My brother would get the flu or something or whatever. Right. He, and you know you're coughing up ha uh, like phlegm. Right. He'd have a red solo cup of phlegm just sitting on his dresser. Oh. We shared a room. Nah, bro. Dude, what? Disgusting. That is gross. Terrible. Uh, Bill Self's 819 winning percentage. YouTube TV and some apps. Me too. Yep. Uh, Ron Loney says, I'm my ass. My ass. Uh, Ron Loney says, indirect TV. Mike My Smith's YouTube Premium, not YouTube TV, Netflix, Tubi, Pluto, Freebie. Switch between Paramount, Peacock, and Disney. Wow. The cock. I like it. Uh, Bill Self's winning percentage says OnlyFans. Right. OG Gary says love YouTube TV and Apple TV. Uh, RB, Monty, wanna, want to split YouTube TV with me? I'm in Salt Lake City. No, I'm good. 
Jake will do it though. Nah. Yeah. Nope. Well, I know, yeah, because you are home now that you don't golf anymore. Right. So. Right. He didn't golf one day, and I'm never going to let him forget it. Right. Uh, Mike Smith. Anyone use Cinema, HD, BTV, or Cyberflix? I do not. Uh, Matthew Spence. Jake looks like he could be one of the J- Joe Exotics lovers. Really? I don't know. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. You know. I mean, if if that's I mean, how if you that's get what down, you think. I mean, you know. you know, the Todd Father. It doesn't take that long to switch apps if you have a plan. No, and I can just say, uh, you know, hey Alexa, turn on YouTube TV. Hey Alexa, turn on Netflix. Because you got the Fire TV. I have the Fire TV. Yeah. So, and I actually use the voice command. James Martin Direct TV Stream, very good product. Yeah, I agree with that. Boss Frog. Have five flat screens in the living room. Avoid the apps. Wow. <laughs> Dude, you're such a boss. Here I am. When are you, like, when are, we got to, we got to come down and see you or something. rolls into the comment section. Hey, hey, yeah. Yeah, I'm a boss frog. Dude. Look at this asshole. Boss frog's that kind of guy rolls into the uh, Monty members only Instagram group bitching about yeah. his Porsche. Yeah. He, today, boss frog's in the, the group today and he's like, Guys, 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 Jake, guys. You gotta love the German engineering. And I'm like, dude, I love the the I love it. And he's like, this car sucks. It's in the shop all the time. <laughs> yeah, nice electric, nice plug-in car. <laughs> oh my god. Frog, dude, you're one of the best additions this show has ever had. And you're a Porsche guy. Yeah. Which just immediately I've been a rich man and I have been a poor man. And I choose rich every fucking time. Yeah. Now the Porsche bumps you up one. Not you're a TCU fan, which knocks you down like seven. Yeah. So you're just Don't below play murals, brother. You're just below Tanner Plummer's emotional outburst. Because so, it's garbage. You know. I agree. I don't, I, I don't even know what to say. That's all I have for TCU hate, because Sonny Dykes is amazing. Gary Wolf, YouTube TV all day, bro. Yeah, and I love how easy it is on the phone. Ron Nolan, how do you think Prime would do at recruiting FUYU? I think he'd do amazing. Uh, let's see. Alex Reyes says YouTube TV. Look at all the YouTube TV pins. And now here. we're more surprised that the graphic says YouTube TV is winning. Cam Harrison, I was paying 30 bucks for DirecTV now uh, in 2017. Yeah, seriously, remember that. My God. Ron Nolan, uh, how do you think Prime would do at BYU? I'd never take the job at BYU. Yeah. And they would not hire him. Wet Blanket, I dipped for 25 years, quit about three years ago. Wow, Good Wet for Blanket. You, bro. Do you know how hard it is to quit chewing? Yeah. Like, I, I played, <clears throat> so back in my day, way back in the day, uh, I played baseball with a lot of different dudes, right? Like, so... Every one of those guys, and I still keep in touch with like four or five of those guys just on social. They all still dip. Yeah. They all still dip. Yep. So I saw a Instagram video of one of the guys I used to play baseball with. And he had he he was playing catch with his like three year old son. Yeah. With a a a can of um I think it was Copenhagen. I can't remember what it was. But one of those things that with the, the tobacco sacks or whatever you call it. Yeah. And the comment section was like, asshole, asshole, asshole. It was terrible. Yeah. I, I, that was not. 
How do you watch TV? Conference Commissioner Gumby says naked. I'm so bricked up right now. Uh, Mike Maples, I'm only watching live TV for sports these days. Isn't that the truth? It is. I, I don't. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Jeremy Callahan, Hulu, live TV, greater than YouTube TV. I've had both. Okay. Hulu is the great unknown for me. Yeah. I, 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 I you know. Uh, OG Gary, all right, y'all, got to get stroked. See you tomorrow. <laughs> I got to get stroked. Let's go. See you tomorrow. Got to get stroked. Cam Harrison, Boss Frog, I'll be over with Papa Murphy's Pizza for the BYU-TCU game. Who who do we – do you really think BYU can beat TCU? No, I don't. Can they? Sure they can. Will they? No. Uh, Matthew Spence, I got TLC, Roku TV, and never watch Roku TV app. Netflix, Vudu, and YouTube for KE. Okay. Okay. Aaron Wilson says, Boss Frog is hiring me at 75 k a year to take his portion of the shop so he can hit the links. I think I've hit it every time. I think he has. Boss Frog says, Jesus, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Aaron Wilson says, I do YouTube premium because I'm poor. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jason, uh, peed T- TMI dude, uh, chew. I'd rather brush my teeth with chicken crap. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, Mike Smith subscribe to so many YouTube channels and such a crazy number of different topics. YouTube can take you down a crazy rabbit hole yeah, dude. of topics. I agree. Yep. I agree. Bill. S- Whoa. Comment dump the Todd father. I'm the only one I guess who loves Hulu live. Never seen it. Not too familiar with that. Yeah, Bill Self's 819 winning percentage. Tommy and Pam was pretty good on Hulu. I got to see the Manziel thing. I need to see it. Too Much Gravy says Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, YouTube, TV. I like it. I like it. Whoa. Jeremy Callahan, Hulu Live TV rolls the ESPN Plus stuff in with linear channel stuff. Nice. Jim Choi, YouTube TV, Kojak, Quincy, Rockford Files, and Magnum. Emergency. Magnum. Emergency. All right. Uh, final topic tonight. Here on the Monty Show. Hey, Monty. Hey. This hour of the show, of course, is brought to you by our good friends at Bucked Up Energy. Make sure you get to buckedup.com. Use the promo code MONTY20 to get 20% off your purchase at buckedup.com. Uh, anything from pre-workout. Uh, Callum Von Moger gave us uh, two tins of his pre-workout. Uh, which I am super stoked about. You see him right here because I'm a huge Pina Colada fan, mm-hmm. which is the Banff. Yeah. And I, the thing I love about Bucked Up is they have high stim, so lots of caffeine, low stim, a little bit of caffeine. Um, like their energy drinks are all zero sugar. The black can is 300 milligrams of caffeine. The white can's 100. So Mrs. Monsey drinks the white cans. Like I love that they have something for everybody. No matter what kind of workout you're doing, you need a pre-workout, you need electrolytes, you need my wife, again, training for a triathlon, uses their endurance product. They have something for everybody's need. I love their collagen peptides, you guys. They're fantastic. I Again, I love their buckshot. Get 20% off by using the promo code MONTY20 at buckedup.com. Uh, let's talk about Neymar. Neymar got $300 million from the Saudi Arabian Soccer League. Oh, what are you talking about, man? And it's, I mean, it's, I got to tell you, I think it's pretty remarkable. Well, that he got because, $300 million, right? Because he didn't get anything else, did he? 
He got $300 million. As if that wasn't enough. And if the $300 million wasn't enough, they're giving him a private jet to use as much as he wants. It is on call for him anytime he wants it. They're giving him a mansion to live in with personal staff. They're giving him $87,000 for every win on his team. And they're giving him $546,000 every time he posts on social media about Saudi Arabia. This cat's going to make a billion dollars. Like, it's wild. Nobody in the Premier League wanted him. None of the big clubs tried to get him. And he couldn't get back to Spain. So he went to Saudi Arabia for... Most people believe that this is a, a half billion dollar deal. Yeah. A, I said a half a billion dollars a year. Yeah. To play in Saudi Arabia. Do you judge Neymar for taking that bread? Is this is Dude. this different than Phil? Is this different than Ronaldo? The the difference with Ronaldo, who also is over there. Ronaldo's at the end of his career, so I can almost understand the last big payday. Yeah. Neymar, who's been a complete bust as a soccer star, in my opinion. Neymar is still young and has mega paydays anywhere that he would go. But the problem is his former club now, the club he was just at, Paris Saint-Germain, didn't want him anymore. And I think he wanted to go to the Premier League. Yeah. But... His people reached out to Chelsea Football Club who said, no, we're not interested. They were trying to get Kylian Mbappe, yeah, who didn't wind up going there. But United said no. City said no. Arsenal said no. And Barca didn't want him back. So I think this was probably his only ticket to a big payday. Mm -hmm. But still... How are you in your prime going to sell out in Saudi Arabia? Am I being too harsh about that? I mean, I think, you know, one of the biggest differences between soccer players overseas and, like, the live guys, let's say, is for soccer players, it's in the culture to take the money. I mean, they all chase the huge paycheck. Now, if you're, in my opinion, if you're top five player in the world, yeah, sure, you got to worry about legacy a little bit, right? You got to worry about, like, sure. you know, Ronaldo going to, you know, you got to conquer the Premier League, the... You know, the French League, the Spanish League, the Italian. Like, you got to conquer all Italian. these leagues, right? Like, that's part of the storyboard if you're a Ronaldo-level player or Messi-level player or whatever. But but I think, you know, the thing for Neymar is just that. Like, he wasn't able to get money anywhere else. And so, do I love him going to Saudi Arabia? No, of course not. I, I don't love it based on, uh, based on who they are. And we've, we've had that discussion. But... But I, I, I think for him, it was his last best option. The the difference to me between the live guys and, and what Neymar's done here is that to me, the live guys, you know, you had a choice. And I think the culture in, in our country is so different than the culture overseas and certainly what Neymar's yep. experienced. And so, yeah, yes, it, it remains for both. And it is true for both, right? Both didn't need the money per se, right? This isn't a conversation about, well, uh, you know, do you need 300 million or do you need 20? Like, dude, you guys are loaded. Like you both have money. That's but not the point. If you look at Phil Mickelson. Yeah. 
And maybe Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson left the PGA Tour in his prime for a huge payday. But at least he was honest about it and was like, dude, if somebody came to you and said, do exactly what you love, but I'll pay you double for it and you'll work less. Yeah. Okay, that's what he said. I get that. And golf guys have to earn their bread. Like you have to win tournaments. Yeah. Make cuts. Yeah. When you go to live golf, you get that money you're guaranteed. And you get bonuses for winning the tournament. So that's great. So I can at least have a conversation about guaranteed money at Live Golf. I cannot have a conversation about this with Neymar. Neymar is a complete bust as a, as a soccer player. He's a guy that is not good enough to play in England, in my opinion. He's not strong enough. Engl- English Premier League is such a physical league. You can't play there. And they didn't want him in Spain. And he burned his bridge at PSG because he's he, the guy is an absolute prima donna. Yeah, He went here because he had no other option. That's why he went there. Could he have gone to Syria? Sure. You're Neymar. You're not going to Syria. You're not getting paid like that in Syria. If you're going to go to Syria, go to Saudi, get that money. Okay. But you did this because you're a bust. Yeah, well, and it's why I respect Messi more now. You know, Messi, Messi could have gone to Saudi. He could have gone that way, but what they what offered him more money. They offered him half a billion yeah. dollars. Yeah, look at Mbappe, right? Mbappe got that offer, but those guys decided to go the other way. So that's why I say, like, I just think it is, uh, unfortunately, it does really just come down to this concept of, hey, maybe the conversation around the Saudis and the PIF and Saudis yeah. versus America, maybe that is a conversation that's over these guys heads right that meaning meaning that it's bigger than them and they just need to worry about their stuff and their family no you know what i mean like that's hard to measure having said that the guys who have been to saudi saudi arabia to play soccer have said the heat is crippling Mm -hmm. it is so hot yeah all the time yeah so there's a price to be paid for that but i think everybody wants the messy deal yeah. He he cuz look at what Lionel Messi is doing. The guy is dominating. Yes. He he Inter Miami is dude, creme de la creme. And he gets everything he wants and Man. that's great, dude. That's great. That's great. I respect the reality is and this is just my opinion, disagree if you like. I respect Messi more. First of all, in football accolades, he's done everything you could want to do. Well, not even won the World but, Cup, yeah. But B, I respect him a lot more for the choice he made. And that's just my opinion on it. Uh, yes, I agree. It is difficult. If someone, dude, if someone came to us and was like, hey, here's uh, here's half a billion dollars and you can do the show, but you have to publicly announce that you're backed by Saudi Arabia or backed by the PIF. If somebody came to me and said, here's half a billion dollars a year to do this and you only have to do it six months of the year. <laughs> yes. Where'd the money come from? I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. Yeah. Are you you can't tell me tough, dude. that you wouldn't have a hard time turning down and listen, I get it. They chop people's heads off. They murder people. It's they they oppress women. I get I get it. I get it. They offer you half a billion dollars to work 50% less for half a billion dollars. You tell me you're going to say no. That that would be very difficult. I can empathize with that. I can empathize with that. But Still I agree with like you. It, man. I agree with you. Messi going to MLS instead of Saudi, that was not the easy route. No. The easy route was take the Saudi money. 
It's really tough, dude. I I, I got to be honest. I, I like I don't disagree with you, but it's very I'm very conflicted on this one. Yeah, I I would totally agree with that. The Monty Show, as always, uh, is presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com. You want to make that Saudi money? You should probably go to TridayTrading.com. You know, they're full-time graduates. They're graduates who go through the Triday Trading program. Make $1,000 a day trading, day trading full-time. And everybody always says, well, the market's up or the market's down. doesn't matter. There are always equity plays. That's why you need the software, the process, the education, the systems that you are provided, the high-level elite coaching. And by the way, when you graduate the program at TridayTrading.com, they fund an account with their money for you to trade with, and you keep 80% of the profits. Yeah, go make $1,000 a day. You want to do it part-time? Go make three to $500 a day. That's what their part-time graduates are making. Get a $10 charitable donation. Make that. They'll give you a 30-day trial membership at TridayTrading.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Until tomorrow... Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.